their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams. Corey Gassaway is currently licking his wounds at the Wizards game, so I'm joined by my co-host. <laughs> he's on He's on assignment. He's on assignment. <laughs> on the news. Joined by Cliff and our West Coast conciliary, Chris Williams. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> What's good? Uh, Corey, Corey's on assignment to watch a competent Washington franchise. Right. We're still on the lookout. We're still competent-ish. on the Competent-ish. <laughs> the most competition isn't that great. DC ain't won a championship in 38 years, but uh, ain't, ain't been to a conference finals. They ain't won 50 games, right? Nah, no. Was they won 50 games since uh, early what late 70s? Since late, the late 70s. Yeah, I was not. I was not born on this planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, None of us were even around. Nope. <laughs> oh man, hey, he has what I did, man. He, he went from one. We went from one bad team to a slightly less worse team, and it's going this evening. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're here doing the podcast. He has a right he's idea. probably doing a Caps game later this week, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> he, he's, just, he's just going for the I hate my life trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to this game. Uh, obviously, a 38-30 to loss yesterday to the Vikings. Oh, man, it, it was a situation where I think that a lot of the people – me included, were kind of sleeping on the Vikings. We knew they were good, but I didn't know that Case Kingdom would come out and destroy us the way he did. And I got to give Cliff props. He, he did say Thielen would kill us, and God damn it, Thielen killed us. He, I think he had Murdered. captured yesterday of 48, 37, 37, and 17. Like He was just Murdered. the guy open is actually always. really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's, I, I've been trying to tell Paul this. I can't remember where bar we were at a, like a month or two back with a group of people. Everybody's like, Diggs is better than Thielen. I'm like, guys, Thielen is actually better than Diggs. The reason we don't think so is because Diggs is local. And Why we give well, there's another reason. Why. Oh, and Thielen's white. No doubt. And Thielen's white. <laughs> Thielen, not, Thielen's not only white, he went to a small school. Yeah. No one had ever heard of him. Yep. If Thielen went to Oklahoma, the perception of him would be completely different. That dude can play, man. Yeah, he can. Yeah. He had. He had Norman just looking like, I mean, I, I got to put it flatly. That's the worst game I've seen Norman play in mm-hmm. a Redskins uniform. Yeah, since he's been here. Yeah, since he's right. been here. And, you know, listen, everybody's allowed one of those. The problem is, is that I am reminded of the late 20th century poet laureate Jay-Z that once okay. made a song called Imaginary Players. The Skins are... We're in the game, but we ain't playing the same. Like we are not. We're just you. You see the effort, and you see what the defense does. Not but seven days ago on the road in Seattle against a top tier quarterback, and then you see the effort that they gave yesterday, and you just say to yourself, "How is this possibly the same team? How how are you fielding essentially the same eleven dudes and getting this result?" Compared to last week's result, this team, now, because, the, I mean, the easy answer problems. would be the easy answer would be the Vikings are just good. 
Like they're better. They are better than Seattle. Um, and maybe, you know what? Maybe they are. Their record is. I mean, I don't know. I, currently, I think they're a better team than Seattle. Like everything considered, the way the quarterbacks are playing, the way the injuries nah. taking it into no nah, because I can't do it. No, I just think they pose different problems. It's like styles make fights. They they threw the ball on us last year. Yeah, they threw the ball on us last season. We couldn't cover digs last year. Right, couldn't cover theme. Couldn't cover theme last year. Like <laughs> they posed these problems for us. The difference was our offense last year. They couldn't stop us on offense. Right? I mean, they and really that, didn't stop us that much yesterday. We stopped ourselves as much as anything. I mean, we had damn near four hundred yards. We scored our season high in points. They gave up their season high in points. The Vikings did. We also right. gave up our season high in points, and they scored their. Se- I mean, everybody. It's just the game played right. like. Both offenses were just, you know, machines. We punted once yesterday. I had to look at that twice. I couldn't believe it. We punted one time. That's yeah. It. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, <laughs> yeah, man, it's it, just like, what? I don't, I don't get it. No, nah, it, was, it, was it was a, it had all the makings of a shootout. And um, up until a minute and 50 left in the half and Cousin throws the pick, you were, it turned from being a shootout to being, okay, now – you're down 28-17. They're getting the ball first at half, and they score right away yep. on, on another dealing bomb that took them right into the red zone. Now you're playing catch-up. Now you're down 18 points. But, you know, it, it was back and forth. The whole first half was back and forth. Yeah. I mean, it was and it, it, the game was actually really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their, their passing offense put on a display. Our defense also put on a display, but not the good kind, outside of DJ Swearinger, who had – I mean, just an out-of-body experience in the second half where I was like, yo, he he was – it was Sean Taylor-esque in that watching someone from that position just take over a game. I mean, you say he, he took, took over. over a game. I say Case Keenum decided he was going to let us back into that game. Listen, Because I mean – terrible interceptions. Agreed. The second one, I think Swearinger just made oh, a great second one, that ball is so late. I think I, Rudolph might have been on the sideline high-fiving the coach. Listen, <laughs> and how many play. times have we seen players make breaks on the ball and then they drop it or it bounces it, off their no, face no, mask no doubt. or, or you know what I mean? I'm like, not even taken away from what Swerge did. I just feel like first half case was case and actually case had a couple of throws in the first half that could have been intercepted on a different week. Balls that sailed over the middle, ball gets the ball landing in the middle of nowhere. Second uh, Josh half Norman dropped a pick in the first half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I forgot to write that in that Sunday slices, pick. but yeah, I mean, but man, I I feel like a player of of Norman's caliber. He just doesn't pick off the ball. Now a lot of that's because usually he doesn't get targeted, but boy, he was targeted yesterday. They had zero fear of Josh Norman. Zero fear, none. Yeah, because they, they knew that. I, I love Josh Norman. I think that if I had to rank my favorite Redskins right now, he would definitely be in the top five. Probably even in the top three. I mean, I'll, he, he's not my favorite Redskin. My favorite Redskin now and forever is Chris Thompson. But I, <laughs> what? I, I think it's I, the state of our franchise. No, no, no offense hey, to Chris Thompson. No, but I was caping for Chris Thompson back in. The, I didn't. I say we did our over under early in the summer. I said he needs to get 160 touches. I think he's on pace for that. But that's in the and, here, and, here and, there. And we're we're a four and five. So there you go. Well, well you're not. You're not, hey, you're not uh, assigning me that L. That's not. On I'm not signing you that. I'm just saying. <laughs> If Chris Thompson is the focal point of your offense, then I don't know how good an offense you can be. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't the focal point of the offense be the highest paid player on the offense? Yeah. 
But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I, mean, I digress. I, Back to my point. My point was, <laughs> I love Norman. Norman is a great corner. But when you start putting him in man-to-man situations, you can have you can have your way with them. And I think the Vikings I, I, knew that I, I don't yesterday. Know about have your way. Hey, the Vikings. I, the guy had, had a rough game. He had he, a bad he game. Did, uh, yeah. He had a bad I, I hate game. to overreact. It but was he had one a bad rough game. game. But That's, it was a bad. It was like it was a noticeably bad game. It was yeah, a no noticeably doubt, bad no doubt. game. It was. Look, yeah. he had a rough game. Our corners and general had a rough game. Yeah, Bree had a Bree had a rough game too. I mean, mm-hmm. I actually I, I called out Norman probably because of his profile, his paycheck, and everything else. When I wrote Sunday slices, I, I actually didn't give any to Breland, but I did mention him. I mean, the the corners overall. I mean, did Dunbar? Was Dunbar out there? Did he play? Not really. I mean, he, he definitely wasn't a player of consequence because if he played, I didn't Fuller, even Fuller was nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Listen, when, when your cornerback, your top cornerback leads the team in tackles because he's catching receivers from behind on the ankles before they go another 30 yards, that's bad news. That's very bad news. Yeah. Another Look, thing that uh, – Seriously, the other two – Sorry, the receivers quick. on Minnesota, those are two very good receivers. And if you think about the players, the teams we played this year, we have not really faced a dynamic receiver group besides the Oakland receivers. We really haven't. And we kind of expected Oakland to move the ball on us that night. I mean, the Chiefs with no, the Chief, Kelsey, the, Kelsey and Hill and Hunt. And, nah, but that's a different – it's not – in a traditional sense, right? Yeah. Like Tyreek Hill is used in like all these different ways. We really haven't faced like two very good receivers on the same team. That goes yeah. for Seattle. That goes for Philly. These yeah. are two very good players. And I think we just, they had it their way with this last year. It happened again. Yeah. It also doesn't help when you can't get to the quarterback. For the first time in 36 Oof. games. First time Oof. in 36 games, no sex. That's wild. That's crazy. Because barely if you, had, if you had asked me a month ago, okay, these are your next four games. Here's your next four quarterbacks you're going to face. It's Case Keenum, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, and Russell Wilson. Only one of them is going to go on sack. Which one is it? I, I would have bet the mortgage and lost on that. It's yeah. crazy. Well, they barely touched them. Forget the sacks. Yeah. They yeah. barely had pressure. The mm-hmm. only The only edge rusher who even got any pressures and who was – Pointed out um, by PFF is having a good game was Preston Smith. Yeah, Preston Kerrigan, was Kerrigan was on the milk carton. Uh, Galette was whooping someone's ass with a belt on the beach. Woo! I don't. They, look, they there was no there was no pressure. I mean, <laughs> so, listen. I mean, it's misery Monday. Cats are gonna get these gonna get these fades. Listen, the, it was it was the a combination of. It was a combination of two things, in my opinion. Well, three. One, edge rushers, save Smith, did nothing. Two, the line got virtually no push up the middle. So mm-hmm. the edge rushers, they're mm-hmm. crashing, but <laughs> Keenum's – Keenum, I think I wrote in Sizes, Keenum took out an Airbnb at FedEx yesterday, put up a do not disturb sign on his, on his door, and just kicked it in the pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had his feet up, cut on your Xbox, was eating your food, chilling in the pocket yesterday. Hey. And we had so you have a combination of no edge, you have a combination of just domination on the on the line, just getting zero push. And then the third most damning thing, in my opinion, was a reluctance or just pure hubris on Minuski's part to change anything. He was like, I've been getting there with four all year. I'm gonna keep on doing it. It's like, bro, 
we got to give. I can't let I can't see Case Keenum throw for three hundred yards on only twenty one completions. Yeah, but you that but, can't happen. but you know the thing is, after the touchdown to open the drive in the second half, they only scored three points the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they were in, they they went to a much more conservative mode. Sure. They knew that they didn't have to look get to, crazy. The damage me, was already done. To me, they're going to be games. I said this on I've said this on other pods. I don't care how good your defense is, barring it being like Jaguars level, they're going to be games where your defense gives up thirty points. Yes, right? agree. And the, we had not done it all year. We had not given up. Right. We hadn't given up. Well, I guess we gave up thirty to we, we Dallas got, and Philly. They got them on the last play of the game on. Dumb turnovers, but thing yeah, is, we were we were solid all year. Yeah, I think the, that the pivotal I'm, moment in that game was the interception. Yeah, because they basically ended up with three straight possessions. Yeah, a couple times, more than a couple times, I can think of this season when our defense has had to face a short field because of a turnover, whether it be on a Crowder muff or an offensive turnover, they've stood tall and mm-hmm. held it to a field goal. They did it last week in Seattle, right and. We just this week was it was a you, different. I, I, just, I don't think you can ask that from your defense on a regular day. Not every just, time. No, yeah, no, not, not every time. It every it's time, not realistic. Right? No. And look, it's a twenty-one seventeen game. Your defense is not playing well. This is just going to be one of those days that you're going to you're going to be in a shootout. And unfortunately, Keenan had passes that he had sailed. Those passes didn't get intercepted. Mm-hmm. The one that Cousins sailed gets picked off. Yeah. And now you're down. Now you're going to get the ball back. And basically you're going to be down three touchdowns. And you're not coming back. You're just not coming back from three touchdowns. And I guess it's a defense like that. Well, so. You know what, man? The funny thing is that we, we damn near did. Um, I guess if you want to, if you want to glass half full it in honor of Corey, I will, I will glass half full this. <laughs> I, I mean, we almost did there. There were some things and we can get to it later. Um, when I go into my, when I go into my Gruden discussion, but man, that that game was still there to be won miraculously in the. I don't know, I don't know man. I think they lost that game in the way that NFL games get lost. Like you get behind, you come back, and then it's like, well, if we had done this, if we had done that, but you probably weren't winning this game. I mean like, that 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 was very easy to say when we were down eighteen. But to your point, I mean the defense finally made some plays. Uh, they brought it within one possession, <sighs> and then and then some some of the decisions, some the way the fourth quarter unfurled. Yeah, the more I, mean, I thought about it and going back and looking at the at the play chart and the, the clock usage, man, we uh, we're back on we that left again. Some op- Look, we left some opportunities out there, and, and I'm not and I'm not even on some like I'm dissecting Gruden's X's and O's. I'm not, you know, Sunday or Monday morning quarterbacking his play calling per se. I'm more aghast at our tempo in the two-minute offense. I, I mean, that that's something that has plagued every Gruden team. Like we've never been uh, proficient. But that, that. Uh, I don't know about that because you I think I, you think I, so. I don't think, I don't think that is a coach thing. To me, I don't think that's all. It's, it's a I, it's a I, it's a player thing. I think that is if you have problems in the, in two-minute drill. I think that is a quarterback issue. I think that goes for any team in the league. That's not even a pick on Kirk. I think I, – I bet if we went and looked at their two-minute drill in Cincinnati, it might have been better. We have, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have I, ways I to know. check this. I, I mean – The teams I see a, struggle in two-minute seem to struggle because the QB is clueless. 
I mean, this this felt like a, uh, you know, let me invoke Shanahan. This felt like a McNabb cardiovascular endurance issue. Like, remember when, when yeah, the Detroit Shanahan, yeah, Shanahan benched McNabb because he said he, he wasn't sure <laughs> they had the cardiovascular endurance. Too much chunky soup. But when, yeah. <laughs> but when, but when we look back in retrospect, he might have been right. <laughs> he probably was right. right. He probably That's what was. I'm saying. Two minute drill. I'm pretty sure that the the coach can't control the tempo of how fast. Like that is on the quarterback, because at some point the quarterback is in charge of the two minute offense. Right. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll leave you. I'll leave. I mean, I'll leave you with this. Okay. We were down eleven in the fourth quarter. We had with with seven forty eight to go. We had two possessions that lasted nearly six and a half minutes in the final 748. We got a total of 84 yards and scored three points. I mean. Cliff says it all the time, man. Cliff says it all the time. Man. The undoing of this football team is kicking field goals, getting three when you should be getting seven. And you saw it yesterday. You saw it twice. I mean, on that pass, that. Crowder, I don't want to call it a drop. I think that, that was wasn't a, a drop. That was yeah, a break. It wasn't a drop. That was a penalty. It was. Well, I mean, that's neither here nor there. But, but I'm saying on that yeah. drive, you got three, we got seven. Instead of being 35 24, it's 35 20. Yeah. That happened again later in the game. Instead of, instead of it being. Play, man. Yeah. Instead of it being what I think it would have been 38 34, it's 38 30. Right. Well, they also, also, you had on the. Um, it was the the drive immediately following when they had scored their third, the Vikings had scored their third straight touchdown. Mm -hmm. That was the drive where uh, Thompson got stopped at the three on a bad throw by Kirk. Honestly, should have been six. Um, And then the Doxson first down, Doxson falls down. His cleats are, his cleats apparently are not of the correct length or the green concrete of FedEx field just didn't do the trick. Mm -hmm. Either way he falls down. Then we go drop by Crowder. Then, Get smoked by safety on Crowder. I don't know if that second down play. Field goal. I don't know if that second down play would have been a touchdown anyway. I know that he did drop it eventually, like towards like the end of that play. He just yeah. dropped it, but I don't he know. Dropped if he dropped it because he was anyway. trying to score. He, yeah. was, he dropped it because of where the location was. He was trying to catch it and score At the same while time. knowing his his momentum would carry him out of bounds. But here's so. where I'm going to second guess Gruden, and I mean this is something I always say. If you're with honestly, I put it right around the three yard line. If you are there. You're in four down territory, in my opinion. I, I did not like going for three there. And then it just it's amazing on some of the ones we did go for it on four. We went for it on fourth five times, which has to be a season high, even though we've trailed in the fourth quarter quite a bit this season. But we went for it on fourth five times, and then we don't go for it when we're three yards from the end zone. I, man. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't think I coaches just, are really concerned when it comes to that. Me personally, they are. I would go for it any time past the 30. If it's other under six yards on fourth, then I'm going for it because so, and well, think, fourth and goal from the three. From I mean, the three. we're talking about two I point conversion that, range. I, I think the issue is Gruden understands that we our goal our offense inside of their struggles, right? I think it's easier if let's say we were able to we were a good running team in those situations, then I think your play calling is a little different. But you've just gone for three, and we we do need points here. It was one of those things like if you don't score, now it's still a three-score game, and you have no chance of coming back. At least, I just, I, me man. personally, I'm for going for it. Yeah, but NFL coaches are super conservative. Like, I know, I, I, I know. Even, I don't even expect them to go for it in this scenario. I, I hear you, man. And this is something that is not just germane to, to Jay. Like, like you said, I'd say 95 percent of coaches in the league 
outside of maybe Belichick and maybe Tomlin, maybe Rivera, they might go for it. Everybody else is kicking a field goal. See, I think game situation though, because it was a three score game at that time, right? Yes, right. We were down. I think they had a, just scored three touchdowns yeah. straight. I think a lot of coaches would have kicked it because you just need the. They look at it like, well, if I just get the three now, then now it's a two score game. I don't necessarily agree with that. I just I think it's I think you need to score touchdowns in the NFL. And, and the reason why it's foolhardy to think that way is because yes, ostensibly, oh, you're only down two scores. However, it's hard to get down to the three yard line. And it is much easier if you know that you're going to be in a shootout in situations where you're probably going forward on fourth. You're not going to get much better than fourth and three with a chance to with a chance to get within what eleven. Right. I, I don't just, know. I, I don't really That's big. That that's such a huge swing. I'm a fan of just taking points when points are available. I, I know that you went for it five times and I some of them worked, some of them did, and I don't really necessarily have a problem with going for it because it's not like Jay Gruden dials up plays to not work. He dials up a play to work. You got to execute, you know? I mean, no, and he's Kirk, a, and he's a Kirk, great play caller. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I saw yeah, a lot of slander and, on the timeline. Saw a lot of slander. A lot yeah, of Jay that, slander. But you know what that is? And I'm not here for that. You know what that I'm is? I'm not here for you that. You guys know what that is? What's that? I guarantee those are also Kirk people. And yesterday was not a, it's not, it's not Kirk's fault day. No. Right? no. Now, obviously the defense did not play well, but someone had to get blamed Right, so in these people's world, we gotta blame somebody. Man, I'll tell you, but nothing. The only thing worse than mansplaining on Twitter is Kirk splaining. <laughs> Boy, they, I mean, they go hard in the paint. They do. Shit. So you're you're lucky out in California. You don't get to hear Sheen and Cooley in the mornings on nine. Oh, I don't think you're, I could handle it. Yeah. Be be grateful that you don't got to deal with that. I hop in my car. I'm already in a bad mood because we took an L. And I got this clown on 980 just talking down to people who are, I mean, pointing out facts. We're not even hating. These are facts. Kirk isn't the reason we lost yesterday, but Kirk actually, he didn't win us the game. He didn't do nothing to help us win the game. He, he overthrew some passes. That pick was inexcusable. He didn't do enough. Look, and, and, and he's sitting there telling about, oh, if you think Kirk is the reason you lost, or even the top three reasons we lost, that you don't know nothing about football. I'm like, this guy has a radio job. How you, and you said he that he said he you said that he said Kirk played poorly too, right? He, it, oh, it tasted it must taste like vinegar coming out of his mouth. See, this is what I don't think these people <laughs> understand about the. This is what I don't think, this is what these people don't get. In the NFL, if your quarterback plays poorly, you are going to lose. It's Probably very nine tough times to out of ten. You have to be. You have to. If it, the only way to win with a quarterback who is. Average to below average, not that Kirk is, I'm, I am not saying that, but when you get average to below average play, the only way to win is to be the Jacksonville Jaguars type elite level defense right. that can keep you in the games right. and you can get a bounce that goes your way. You're going to need, need a special teams play. You're going to need your defense to cause turnovers. Yeah. Right. I mean, how about well, real quick, end, shout, out to, shout out to Rose real quick. I thought there was no way he was going to drill that 55 yarder in he boomed it. Good for him. No, yeah, good for him. There was, good for him. But there was also no pressure in the kick. I mean, but, but also the sure, onside but kick was was the putrid. onside kick was <laughs> the worst. That, I have a nephew who is four years old that could kick the ball further than Rose. I don't know what Rose. I, I honestly don't know what he was doing. Hey, it, it's he has to be the worst shuffleboard player ever. <laughs> Did he go to college? <laughs> Um, While we're talking about Kurt, let's yeah. let's go ahead and give him a grade because we we got to get into these grades now. So, uh, 
had a, an a okay day. I, I think that he played okay, not good enough for us to win, obviously. And I, I wouldn't say bad. I wouldn't say great. I wouldn't say poor. I, average, I guess a, an average day. Yeah, I'm going to give him a C. Just okay. uh, just an average day. I'll probably guess A, he was not the best QB on the field, which is so, which is saying something incredibly profound when you think about it, right? Because here we are. Didn't he tell us October was when the office is going to pick up, right? That's what we were told? Mm-hmm. That's, o- that's what o- I was told. Office is not picked up. It is not. <laughs> Has not. We just scored our season not. high in points. We scored, to, but, to no, be no, clear. but the context of games needs to be put in there. We scored 30 points, but we this, there was a lot of garbage time in this game, if, be, if we're being real. If a, if a team is ahead of you three scores in fourth quarter, that is garbage time. I call that Blake Bortles time, generally speaking. That's I, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Cliff, but I mean, there's no denying the fact that the offense was moving in the first half. They only put it once in the first half. Didn't punch yeah. the second half. Mm-hmm. They, were, yeah. they, were, they were moving the ball. They had 17 points in their two-minute drill. Kirk threw an interception, and that, that kind of ended that. But they were going to get more points before halftime. Were they? they were, what do you mean they were going to get more points before halftime? They threw an interception. I don't know if they're going to no, get saying, more points before halftime. I'm saying, they, well, I'm saying but... before they threw the pick, though. They had 17. I mean, that wasn't match that was literally last first down? That Sorry? pick was on first down, wasn't it? I think it was on second. No, the interception was on first down. down. Was, was it on first? Down? It was the first play to drive. Oh, man. Look, yeah, first play that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, last week they scored 17 points. I would say against a better defense this week, you had 17 in the first half with a, ch- a chance to get more. I think uh, offense was, was okay, okay yesterday. Listen, but we've seen them have good first halves on offense. So this yeah. assumption that they would have played the same, well, same way in the second half, I'm just not riding with that. Um, The interception was pivotal. He missed Doxon on the TD. I'm going to give him a C. But, yo, you're getting a, you're getting a lot of Cs, my man. Right. Yeah. And that's. C's don't get the grades in the NFL, bro. No, nah, and that's. Well, but C's do get the bag, apparently. At least right. the, op- the open market dictates, as, as Cliff loves to say, the Ponzi scheme of paying NFL quarterbacks is just, it's look, just something that yo, we have to deal with. Like, yo, every we're, other nine team. Ga- we're nine games in. How many good games has he had? I'd say. Oh, let's, 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 let's talk about it real quick. How many. Good games? Would you say Kirk has played right now? The Oakland, the Oakland game was good. The second Eagles game was okay. He was um, he was okay the Chief, against the Rams. The Chiefs that was game more like was okay. Game. He only threw twenty four times in the Chiefs game, so mm-hmm. he was okay. Um, I'm talking about good, good. good I mean, the I only was, the only good, good game he had. Well, he had Oakland. two good games: the Oakland game and the the Niners game. He was good both those games. Yeah, um, I, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair. Uh, yeah, two. He's had two good games. How many? Okay, here's a better question. How many games would you say that Kirk was flat out bad? Because in my opinion, he's had zero where he's flat out just bad, which is kind of the frustration that comes with trying to break down Kirk. It's like objectively, he has not been bad this year. The problem is, is that. He just hasn't been exceptionally good. No, but my thing is, you in the end, you end up being a complete non-factor in why you win or lose games. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's something that Cliff was a saying a either. few weeks ago on a podcast. Like the frustration with Kirk, to me at least, is not being good or being bad. It's just like the total, the total acceptance of him just being bad, like just being average. Just like He's it's just third and thirteen, Kirk. he throws it short of sticks, he jogs to the sideline, he's done his job, like. 
where's the well, he, where's the well, gumption? Where's the fire? I'm sorry. Go ahead. He got a completion, so well, that's the thing. Are you getting completions <laughs> and you're doing your quote unquote job? Are you helping us win games? No. Yeah. In baseball, they have the stat war wins above replacement. So let's assume that Colt McCoy is a replacement level QB, just an average, a jack, a true jack. Mm-hmm. What's our record this season if Colt McCoy takes every snap? This is going to sound slanderous to people. Oh my God, here it comes. Oh, here we, would, we go. We would probably be four and five. Oh, no, no. That's okay. what I was going to say. Oh. Okay. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say like six and three. Guys. I thought you were going to say six and three. Come on. Me too. Gut mentions will be on fire tomorrow. Come on, guys. All that hate mail at Cliff and Guapin. Come on, guys. No, I, I, I truly believe. And this, the funny thing is, man, I, I know it sounds like a slight toward Kirk, but it's really not. I think it goes more to show. To me, this speaks more to why I think Jay Gruden is a good coach. He is He's very good at putting the pieces in position to win. So it's not even like I'm not even mad that we're four and five because I think with the injuries we've had and with the inconsistent play we've had from everybody, not just Kirk. Because if you had told me on Saturday, yo, we're going to do 400 yards of total offense, we're going to punt once, we're going to score 30 points, and we're going to have just one turnover, and we're going to get to two turnovers. Are the Redskins going to win? I'd say, hell yeah. Yeah. That's like having a no-brainer, too. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I, I can't – it's hard for me to just say, like, man, Kirk, Kirk's trash. Kirk's not trash. He's just – Kirk, it's like <laughs> – He's inconsequential to wins and losses, though. Yeah. And see, I mean, kind of. See, in the end, right, like I watched someone like Stafford – who I don't think Staff- – I like Stafford personally, but I don't think Stafford's some incredible quarterback, right? No. And Stafford has bad games. But yeah. Stafford comes through for his team so often, right, where I can live with a three-pick game and a game that, we pop- that was going to be a tough one for us to win anyways if I feel like there are games that we win because you are taking the snaps. I mean, isn't – man, when I think of Stafford and Kirk, I think of that Spider-Man meme. Where the one Spider Man's <laughs> looking at the point of the other Spider Man. I mean, See, I don't these are so. essentially nah, the man. same guy. They, I don't they think are so. both eight to nine win a year guys. Who I mean, both I, have they both have the same combined playoff wins as us three. No, they, See, I don't I, see. I, I just I don't, don't see. I don't. I don't I, see I Kirk being like steps below Stafford. I see it, him in the same tier. Here's my thing. Here's my thing to kind of address what both of you have just said. I don't see Stafford and Kirk being in the same realm right now i think if anything stafford is more like what kirk used to be where he's just throwing the ball he was just a better version of it right he was more physically talented exactly well stafford is a first round talent exactly and kirk is not but these things all matter right yeah it's part of the context it's part of the discussion i think man it's funny that you said that cliff about you know a three-pick game sometimes stafford's just you know he's out there with his little chicken wings, sometimes you don't got throws, it. Yeah. and sometimes you ain't got it. But man, can you imagine? Like I literally can't imagine Kirk having a three pick game because that would mean that he's taking shots and and trying to be aggressive, and that's right. not how that's he not, plays in this offense. That's, that's not how he plays anymore. 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 See, right. I think that's the key thing. And that's what Gruden was touching on when Gruden said, you know. Kirk said, oh, if I played like Jay wanted, I'd throw 20 picks a year. 
And then Jay clapped back with, yeah, but you'd have 60 touchdowns. Right. So now you've essentially <laughs> turned yourself into Jason Campbell. Because that was one of the biggest problems we had with Campbell when he was here. It wasn't that Campbell was terrible. It wasn't that Campbell was great. He just was indifferent to why we won or lost. He seemed incredibly conservative a lot of the time. That is what Kirk has turned into. Yo, shout out to Cliff for making the very rare player comparison across racial <laughs> lines. Yo, in Trump's America, I'm proud of you, my dude. That's a great... No problem. No problem, man. <laughs> no, but That's for a real, great pull. <laughs> that was one of the biggest problems we had with Campbell here, was that we didn't feel like Campbell took enough risk. He was very conservative with the ball. Well, that that's seems to be what Kirk has turned into. That's because... He was the bastard of Lionel Richie. Everybody knows that. He was, just, <laughs> he was easy like Sunday morning, and he didn't know how to get hype. It's not his fault. It's genetics. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I, I, I need there to be – I am cool with interceptions. There's only two QBs in the NFL that don't throw interceptions, man. It's Rodgers and, Bra- and, and Brady. Everybody else throws them. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else throws interceptions. Yeah, no, I, I don't. The fun, it's like you said, nobody's really complaining about Kirk throwing picks. Look, picks happen. Kirk put up the ball. I mean, Kirk said in the presser, put up the ball 45 times yesterday against a good defense. I, I, that pick was very timing wise, was very unfortunate. But man, I don't know. What I, what I do know is Kirk leads the league in fumbles. And he has a turnover in five straight games. So can't win like that. that. That's 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 gonna cannot happen. win like that. Nah. That's it's I mean so anyway, let's let's, what, let's get off Kirk. Yeah, wait, what, what what grade are you giving him before you get off him? Uh see, yeah. I mean, you know I, I in uh in Sunday slices I gave him fifteen percent of the of the pie. That's a good bit, man. I mean, not as bad as most weeks, but it's, it's still a good, a good little slice. Yeah, I mean he got he he uh he shared a fifteen percent slice with the edge rushers and Josh Norman. They both got fifteen percent. Whoa, too. you put Kirk on the same level as Josh Norman as far as like blame for the loss? I mean I should put Josh Norman a little higher. I would be say told. I would put yeah, yeah, Josh needs to be <laughs> but like twenty. The reason why the reason why I didn't honestly is because I haven't seen the all twenty two breakdown and I don't know how much of it was uh Minuski kind of dropping in the zone and, and him just not communicating with Everett. Um, cause Everett, Everett was there late on all these tackles too. And I'm like, damn, I wonder if they're just not vibing on this right, right. now. Cause it just seemed like, it just seemed very confused. Right. I hear you. Remind me to slide you the, uh, NFL game pass password after this zone. So you can watch us all 22s. Oh, abs- absolutely. <laughs> all right, man, let's move on to the running backs. I, I think that the thing yesterday that was most surprising to me was not that we couldn't run the ball on them. It was the fact that actually they put Samaj P. Run in the game to get carries. Even after Fat Rob went down, I was convinced that you were going to see Chris Thompson on every snap. But he played, and he actually played well, man. That was the first time I watched Samaj P. Run in a game and be like, he, this kid gets it. He actually gets how to run by the NFL line, and he's getting used and acclimated to the NFL speed. So I, I think that, I mean, the rush yards, uh, notwithstanding, I mean, they didn't really get much on the ground. But, like, it was at least promising to see him get some yards on the ground and get, and get some confidence back. And not fumble, goddammit. What, what what grade would you give the group? I mean, I can't give you a, a great grade when you, when you only rush for what did rush for eighty one yards. I mean, I guess it's not that bad, but um, mm, I'll give him a C plus. I give him a B, but that's mostly because of Thompson. Um, Thompson made it. 
And Thompson just makes these catches that you're like, yo, his hands are just phenomenal. Um, he's Piran. I love that he's finally embraced the one cut, and he's not dancing around back there. Like, bro, you are not Le'Veon Bell. One cut, go. You know, right. and and you touched on that, and so that was good to see. But yeah, I, you know, I'll give them a B, and it's because of Thompson. That that what did y'all what did y'all real quick what did y'all think of the third and fourth down where we got stuffed? We went run Thompson, run Thompson. Well, the, the thing about it is, is they went run Thompson on third and one earlier in the game. So I mean, and he got like, it right. Yeah, and he got yeah. it. That's yeah, the they got I, it. I can't be mad at them because Jay Gruden doesn't like I said doesn't call plays to not work. These right. plays are supposed to be executed. It, yeah, yeah, the fourth and one. Call with a 180 pound running back can people can point at that and be like it's a bad call. I mean, but if he, if he got it, then that's yeah, a whole totally different. But the narrative. thing is, it's always a bad call when, when you don't get it. Your right when guard doesn't work. when your right guard gets beat literally from the yeah. Sure, Sheriff was not 100 percent yesterday. Right. Like he got, he got blown. He up got that blown play. up on that play. So it's like, what, yeah, what are you you're gonna yell at the play caller? That's what I don't get about play calling. These people that are obsessed with play calling. A play nah, gets I, stopped. Your complaint is why did the coach call that when the D lineman is in, is five yards in the backfield at the snap? You're mad at the yeah. coach, right? Yeah, that that's not the design. That's that Madden, <laughs> yeah. uh, Madden uh, logic, man. Bama's <laughs> um, playing too listen, many video games. You remember, you remember the Philly game? People complained about the fact that we threw it on on those downs. Yeah, People, so we, I think we it can't. was Mark Bullock on Twitter that pointed out, like, yo, you guys literally killed Gruden for throwing on third and fourth and short, and then that you're killing him for running it. On right. third and fourth. Yeah, sure. I saw it. But we were like, in hurry don't, up. They're like, we were in hurry up, Thompson. so had to have Thompson in. Right. You had to have Thompson in. You were in hurry up. It's, I mean, that's that's I the package. I cannot, Paul knows this too. I cannot stand people who complain about play calling. Yeah. I just I can't stand it. These things are all about execution. If you block your man, we can get a yard on a play. I don't give right. a damn. That's what that's people don't understand. Here. Like, like you said, like, you, you think Gruden really stands there on a play? On the sideline, like it's fourth and one. How can I fuck this up the most? It's like, <laughs> like he, he calls a play to work. The player's got to play, man. All he can do is call the play. Yeah. We, can't, we can't be out here praising our own line for how good we think it is, and then upset at the coach when we can't get a yard on two running plays. That's a damn good uh, front that our line faced. It is. Kirk got sacked once. I mean, yeah, but weren't they- we weren't wasn't weren't we told that? Kirk can't shine behind the line like that last week when he got sacked six times. This week he got sacked once. Yeah. Well. On so. 45 dropbacks. 46. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not I, I didn't I don't really get mad at those kind of calls because I don't they're the plan of the call is not to get stopped. It's to get Agreed. a yard. And when Daniel Hunter is five yards in the backfield at the snap of the play. I don't think Gruden said, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. Right. <laughs> so, listen, our running back group is not that good. No. I think we just need to come to that realization. Well, I mean, we have a pretty – listen, everybody's mad that we didn't take a running back last year earlier in the draft. But what they don't realize is that we took a fullback in the second round. So, why are y'all so mad? <laughs> We're out here. Like, what, is the, what is the complaint? Oh, he doesn't play for. Oh, oh. my bad. Okay. Oh. Yeah. oh, that. Oh, that's how he gets on the field. Okay. Hey, I was shocked right. he didn't get more snaps on offense. But <laughs> no, I did say. Remember, I said who's gonna get more snaps, Ryan Anderson or Samaj Piran? Or... Can't can't be doing that out here. Um, yeah, I don't think our group is that good. Uh, yeah, I 
I watch other teams when their running back goes out or a lineman get hurt, and it looks different. So, let me ask you: How high on the priority list would you place running back in before next year's draft? Before next year's draft, or you mean like like, next like going in into like going into next year in the offseason? How high is? I mean, last year our our biggest priority was uh, defense or safety. And we went out and got Swearinger and D-line. And we went out and got McLean and, uh, and McGee. So where would you put running back as far as a need? Not necessarily through free agency, just through the draft or free agency. Cliff, you want to start off? I can start. I would put it high. I, I don't know like where I'd rank it as, as far as like the offensive needs. Probably like that right left guard, I should say. And somebody to replace Terrell Pryor if and when he leaves. But the reason I would put it so high is because if you want to get a running back in a draft, this year's the draft. Obviously, we're not going to be in range for Saquon Barkley, but you I might. I don't want get, him anyways. You, I don't want Barkley. Y'all lunching. He, he's great. Saquon he's Enos. Not. No, he's not. No. No. He's Curtis Enos. Enos. He's Curtis <laughs> Enos. He's Kajana Carter. He's. Or he Larry Johnson. Y'all lunching. No, that, and, 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 that was and, two years. And he's clearly better than all those guys you just named. Clearly. Well, Larry Come Johnson on. was Larry Johnson because he was on the Chiefs in that era. He just picked up where Holmes left off. I mean, it was, oh, come that on. was don't, don't disrespect Larry like that, man. I'm listen, man. Don't do I, LJ like that, man. I like LJ, but product of the system. Okay. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but you, you were saying. Why don't nah, you like? I, why don't you like him though? Why don't I like Barkley? Yeah. I, well, f- first of all, he hasn't he hasn't rushed for a hundred yards in what like a month. He has. So you know what's funny about his season. <laughs> Is he gets a lot of hype from our good friend Paul here because Paul loves Saquon. He's been talking about Saquon. Oh, you got the that. cape on, Paul? Hey, oh, the, I didn't the know that. Cape is freshly pressed, my dude. <laughs> he, spent, <laughs> he spent so many weeks, like when the Giants started slow talking about, oh, the Giants might end up with a top five pick and take a Saquon Barkley. And I'm like, please do that. <laughs> please, Giants. He has 300 yards rushing games this year against Akron, football powerhouse. Maxion. He had, uh, he had 200 versus Iowa and then 100 versus Michigan. Other than that, nothing. Yeah, nah. I'm just not a fan of taking running backs in the first round. Um, so. Neither was I until, you know, I mean, Zeke, came about. But, you know, yeah, Zeke but Zeke, Zeke also was that type of back. Look at what uh, Leonard Fournette's doing. He went top 10. He's that sort of back. I think Barkley could be like that, but still wouldn't. I still wouldn't take Fournette. Well, either way, I but, still wouldn't. My point was, my point listen, anyway. If the Cowboys had taken Jalen Ramsey mm. over Zeke, their team would be so much better. Would it? I mean, yeah. No, that he's right about that. And I have this argument with EJ all the time. EJ is one of our Cowboy fan friends. He always says, "Should we take Jalen over Zeke?" I was just like, "Listen, man. Yes, Jalen is nice, and he's." Probably the best young cornerback in the NFL, but you can't really complain what Zeke's doing. The only thing he's done bad in this time in the NFL is get suspended. He's a beast. It's he's gonna get he's gonna get you seven hundred yards every single season. It's that Ramsey is he's arguably the best cornerback in the league already. Yeah, right. And that's Zeke's an expensive. In the league already. The that's an expensive have, position, as we know from Norman. Right. The Cowboys have a, had a running back who had a huge season behind that old line. They took him in the third round. Yeah, DeMarco Murray, right? So you ain't getting a cornerback like Jalen Ramsey in the third round. No. Um, I, I don't happy know, but I, I think that Zeke Elliott is markedly better than DeMarco Murray, though. No, but w- I'm saying in the end for your offense, 
It is not that big a difference. They were the best offense in the league with DeMarco as their lead guy. It's true. It's Cliff, honestly, man, it goes down to what they say all the time in the draft. It's all about value. And you you said it perfectly. It is you will be it is very difficult to get a cornerback as elite as Ramsey is in the second or third round than it is to get a running back that's like a Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara or Kareem Hunt or Joe Mixon that are all second and third round picks. Right. right. Those guys no, are just easier that. to find. No, I hear you. That's on it. That. And that's why you don't take Barkley top five. But either way, what I was going to say is you can get Darius Geis. You can get Bryce Love. You can get uh, my guy Jamal Crawford from WU. Like, these are all guys who are going to second, third round, possibly. You get one of those guys, you pair him with Thompson and P. Ryan, hopefully in year two, he's playing better. And you you have something. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'd like to see us. Personally, I'd like to see us, like, top, not top choice, but second, third round. I'd like to see us pop a running back, a Preferably a three down back, but even if they're not, just a running back that can handle the carries, handle himself in pass pro, and just I'm looking for I'm looking for you know what I'm looking for I'm looking for like a Clinton Portis type. Hey, what's going on? The load and what's going on with Le'Veon? What's going to happen with Le'Veon? <sighs> Got to hey, match if, if, you, if you're searching for greener pastures, bro. Just hey, I'll pick you up from Dallas. I'll take you to a nice steak <laughs> dinner. I know that Mr. Snyder's paying the tab, so I might even take you to the palm. We'll get this deal worked out. Whatever you want, just put the name, put the number on an index card and slide it my way. We'll make it happen, please. I, I think he stays in Pittsburgh. I can't imagine that they would let their best player. Oh, go. I mean, they'd have to franchise him, but there's no way they offer him the amount of money that would be necessary for him to sign. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way, running backs, they're average. They get to see as well. We just have our average running backs, man. I think we just – remember when we got rid of Alf and we were like, everybody thought it was the O-line. We could, we, people couldn't figure out, is the O-line the problem? Is the, are the backs the problem? I mean, nah, I, so- I, was, I was okay with getting rid of Alf. We got two great years from him and then two oh, no whatever doubt. years no doubt. from him. I'm going to say this was a question that people were thinking about. And we talked about Piron playing well yesterday. His long, his long of yesterday was nine yards. Yeah. And he you averaged know, under four yards a carry. So, yeah, I don't know. Our running backs don't do much for me. Although Thompson, Thompson's a hell of a player. Thompson is a hell of a player. Coach, agreed. All right, so let's talk about the wide receivers now. Uh, can I get some props from Maurice Harris? I, I, I was, you wasn't gonna bring that up first. Of course, y'all, y'all trying to course. play me on this podcast. I'm trying to play you. You didn't think you could make a catch like that. So ain't nobody trying to hear that. You get credit. Good job. <laughs> In your wildest dreams, you never imagined Maurice Harris making that kind of catch. That was a that catch, catch was uh, that was that was. If you just saw the number thirteen, you would have thought Odell Beckham made that catch. That like was you you a tremendous catch. The reaction that FedEx field when they showed the replay, like everybody thought he dropped it. Everybody, people were going nuts in there. That was a hell of a catch. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a hell of a catch. Exceptional. Yeah, hell of a catch. not a great ball by Kirk. By the way, just real quick. Hey, I mean, was, I, hey, I, don't, I don't have a problem with the pass. I don't need you to even make great passes. Can you let your receivers make some plays? That's, That's where I give about. Kirk the props because yeah, he, he gave, gave him a shot to make a play on the ball. Yeah, he made a great play on the ball. I don't think anybody in the stadium expected Maurice Harris to make a play like that. So. No, probably not even Maurice Harris. Yeah. It almost sucks <laughs> that that had to happen in like such a bad loss for the team because that play gets kind of like underappreciated because we still lost the game. You know? Yeah. Yeah, just easily as good as 
Doxson's cash last week. Like, fantastic. not gonna, not, not gonna get underappreciated in the Harris household. And, <laughs> and I mean, okay, we can say some better. It's good to catch what. It's one thing to make a catch that no one thinks you're capable of making, and it's just one time you make it, right? But now you need to do it, not necessarily that catch, but you need to be playing at a high level going forward. Otherwise, that just seems like the flukest catch of your life. No, I, I, I said it in uh, Sunday Slices this week, which you can find on 50gut.com, available later this evening. Uh, what, I, <laughs> what I said was – uh, because he doesn't play teams also, it's just a matter of time before Pryor's not dressing, right? Yeah. I mean, what what's he bringing to the table? He doesn't play teams, and he's not in the top four of our best receivers. So what uh, what's he bring to the table? It's almost know, a shame man. that we're talking about this. It's not even November 14th yet, and we're talking about Terrell Pryor maybe being active or only being active because Ryan Grant has a concussion. That's, yeah, that's what's happening now. That that's a real thing that has happened. It's wild. But that's where but we're at. Didn't I mean, have a catch yesterday. Uh, just uh, I don't. Has he been catching the past couple of weeks? He had. I knew he had a couple yeah. catches before that, but that's like two out of three games where he didn't catch a ball. He's a, yeah. I mean, he's a complete non-factor in the offense. But guys, complete. our receivers are generally a non-factor in our offense. Uh, I gotta Crow- say, Crowder. Crowder got. Crowder had a bad, first of all, Crowder had a bad game yesterday. Crowder yeah. had a bad game. Oh, oh yes, he did. Hey, he but, had 11 targets yesterday, 11. But a lot of those are comeback targets. I know, right? 11. Like you're you're tripped. Because wasn't Vernon, Vernon was tied with him in targets yesterday. Yeah, he had right? 11 as well. But but Cliff, he had 11 targets and four catches, bro. Four. That's terrible. Dropped three on the same drive. <laughs> three, I mean, yeah. He had a bad game. He did. He, Something's he did. going on with him. I, I don't know if he's not healthy. I don't know if he has the yips at this point. I hope not, but uh, he's – I mean, this season, I thought he was definitely going to take a step forward just with D-Jax going, Pierre going, and just we all did. you're in year three. Uh, he's taken a significant step back, I would say. Yes. He I, – I theorized – now, I could be wrong because he's a little on the young side, but I theorized that in his beats before the game, he was listening to uh, Drop by Far Side. <laughs> I don't know if that – I can't confirm. That's not confirmed. But oh, that's I, the only I, thing that I can think. Um, he also has not helped us out in the return game at oh. all, which was, which was a major part of our team last year. I think he was either first or second in per return average last year. I don't even think he's had a return I would consider decent this season. Hey, you know what, though? Baby steps. He had no muffed punts yesterday. There you go. One step at a time. So listen. Hey. How often did the Vikings punt yesterday, though? They, I, I think they punted once. They punted twice. twice. They punted twice. Look, last year we won a game because of his punt returning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Ravens we game. We don't we win, don't win that game without him. him. Yeah, you also yeah. don't win that game versus the Giants week one or week three, I yeah, week say, one. without that yeah. great return. He had a great yep. return versus them. He had a great game versus them in general. He has not played that well. I, I think yesterday we were missing 86. Agreed. I think that was the kind of game where we could have been a huge factor. You know why? And here's here's why I agree with you, Cliff. Because listen, man, Davis to me, Davis has been that that is the best you can expect from a 33 year old backup tight end. But some of those catches where Davis makes one little, you know, when Davis is wide open down the seam, you know, we've seen that multiple times this year. He can keep galloping, but in tight spaces, Jordan Reed, when Jordan Reed plants that foot 
and makes one guy miss and then takes it another 10 to 15 yards. That's where we missed him badly, the yak. I mean, Davis was getting open and he was catching the rock. But, man, you give Jordan Reed 11 targets and seven catches, I think he's doing more damage than Davis did yesterday. Agreed. I I, I likened uh, Jordan Reed to – y'all ever seen the movie Unbreakable with uh, Bruce Bruce Willis Willis. and Samuel L.? Yeah. Samuel L's in the wheelchair because he has that disease Mr. where Glass. his bones Mr. are Glass. so brittle. Yeah. So <laughs> that that's Jordan Reed. Yeah. Uh it's unfortunate because I really like Reed. And I don't I, I'm not one of those types that like I'm not calling him soft. I'm not saying that he, you know, he needs to man up. It's not even about that. He's literally just one of those cats that he just stays injured, man. That's a tough position. But I think that Redskins fans all have acknowledged for some time now. I think that I, at least me, I've kind of accepted this as a Redskins fan that you're going to get eight to ten great games from Jordan Reed. And he, he's just going to be hurt. He's just going to be hurt. But I would still take the trade off. I would still rather him here than have him not be here. Yeah, yeah but the problem is dynamic. he's only given us, we've played nine games now. Yeah. He's given us one. I one think the problem is that this has been a bad season for Jordan. This has not been a great season for Jordan. Yeah. I think this year the difference is that he came into the season with a major injury. That toe injury clearly had slowed him down. Yes. And you could tell when the season started. But yes. our passing offense just doesn't look the same. It just doesn't. It's not scaring anybody. I mean, how, Kirk how much throws that is, 300 uh... every game, man. I, it's, no. I hear you. And a lot of that is empty calories. Because um, like you said, you know, we're down three scores in the second half of some of these games. But... I don't know. It, it would be easy to point out that we lost 40% of the output from last year, but I don't, I don't know, man. You're right. Something's not the same. It's number 11. It's, I, I, I'd have a hard time being convinced otherwise, man. It's just the field seems so much more congested over the middle. Uh, this seems to have affected Crowder. And it seems to have affected Reed when Reed played. Yesterday, you couldn't really just throw the ball in the flats to Thompson because they were too fast. So anytime we play against a team that has speed at linebacker and at safety, those those screen plays just aren't going to work. Man, Har- Harrison, too fast. Harrison Smith was just everywhere. He's, he's a hell of a player, man. He is a, beast. a hell of a player, man. He is. That is a. He might be the best safety in the NFL, not named Earl Thomason. Honestly, it'd be close. He, he is such a playmaker. Yes, and Sandeo yeah, exactly, exactly. actually good. Cliff, you called that out last yeah, week. He's Sandejo's a decent a good player. player. Yeah. yeah. Every so. time I see every time I see the Vikings, Sandeo was out there looking damn pretty damn competent. You know what I'm saying? Especially compared to the guys we've had at safety over the years. For me, the wide receivers get a C, and that's only because I'm lumping in the tight end Davis with them. I give them a C. I, it's Man, it's, it's, just, it's so hard to grade them because it's, they're so dependent. Crowder definitely brings down the unit for yesterday. But Doxon had four catches for 30. I know he slipped on what should have been a touchdown, and I know Kirk wishes he had that one back where he was open by five yards down oh, the middle. Yeah, we didn't even um, mention that one. But, yeah. Man, what, a, what a horrendous miss. Yeah. And Kirk knew it. And look, man. I'm not going to bash Kirk for that. It was a bad throw. He knows it's a bad throw. He's hit that throw before. We've seen him hit that throw before. We've seen him hit that throw many times. So he had a bad throw. I guess the biggest beef I would take away is that we don't see that enough. 
You want to talk about trying to replace 11, I don't think you can because you're talking about one of maybe the best deep ball go-getters in the history of the league. But just the concept of opening up the defense by, by the threat of having guys go deep like that and with speed, and Doxson is bigger than 11 was, um, I don't know. Maybe that's a wrinkle that Gruden and Kirk could try to figure out down the stretch here. That was an awful miss. Yeah, it was. It was tough <laughs> because it was it, tough man. because he he didn't even have a chance. And you know what's the worst is when you watch it, the replay. Kirk not only did Kirk overthrow him, but Kirk had the entire right the entire side field. of the field because he could have so thrown it. He could have thrown it to the right. Yeah. He just thrown it to the pylon. He could have. And Doxson could have easily gone and got yeah. it. He was so open. It was. It's, it's the fact that the ball gives Doxson no chance. There's no. just no chance. You can't. No. You can't even do anything acrobatic. The ball is just overthrown. He, he could have played five hundred. He could have played five hundred with the ball. Just yeah. thrown it to the moon. The funny thing is, and it, let Doxson go get it. It reminded me of some of the passes I've seen Kirk throw to Deshaun over the last couple of years, where the ball is so inaccurate that all the receiver can do is just like put his arm out. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do with that? I, um, I give the receivers a D. <clears throat> Look, they that's dropping. That's fair. We got a crowder. We have a touchdown pass drawn up. The receiver trips over his own feet. You guys aren't helping. I know the quarterback has not been great. The receivers are not helping. No, but not not yesterday. They didn't. Just, so they get a D. Great catch mm-hmm. by Maurice Harris, but amazing catch by Harris. Just C plus. I, I just, C plus because of the catch. That's, hey man, just a plus. I'm a harsh grader over here. <laughs> D. Good old John Carroll. <laughs> Listen, the other team's receivers are making every play. See, hey, this is my thing, man. I know people complain about the schedule we play. They complain about, oh, well, you can't ask guys to be perfect. It's always, there are some games we are going to need you people to play your ass off. That goes yeah. from quarterback, receiver, O line. There are going to be nights where you guys just need to play well. Or we're not winning. Yesterday was one of those days. Yeah. Who yeah. stepped up? Nobody. <laughs> Swearinger. And then I hear about you had 30 points. It's like, yo, but you were never in. After about four minutes into the third quarter, this game was over. The chances of you coming back were damn near none. You stacked up your stats. Good for you. You had 17 in the first half. When it came time to make plays when needed, none of you did it. Again. Those last two drives, Cliff. Six minutes and 30 seconds of possession time in hurry up mode, throwing nonstop. So you're getting lots of plays. We went 84 total yards and scored three points. Can't win like that. Cannot win like that. Impossible. You You want me to get, I hear, I'll give you a good grade. Offensive line, B. Kept Kirk upright. Sheriff got blown up that one play. The run game was the usual, but at least they had some push. They get a B. B minus. There you go. There's my uh, glass half full. B minus sounds fair. I mean, they're clearly not 100% as a unit right now. No. I, that, that fourth and one where Sheriff got blown up, that was really surprising to see. I thought for sure that he would put forth better effort on that, but he's clearly yeah. not right. He's not He's not right. Yeah. He probably shouldn't have been playing. But yeah. All hands on deck. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. B minus. C plus. Yeah. That's fine. Listen, our run game. Our run game basically doesn't exist. It's solely there for like 
Aesthetics. Just, yeah, aesthetics. <laughs> hey, look, we're tr- look, we're trying to run the ball, people. If like, you are looking for the polar opposite of the way that the efficient and just machine-like way that Tom Brady does a QB sneak, you should watch Kirk QB sneak. He could not be more opposite. Oh, yeah, Kirk, is, he gets so he upright. Is the, he's so he is the worst QB sneaker yeah, of all. Really could we bad. just sub in McCoy for QB sneak? <laughs> McCoy, just pretend he's at Texas again. He is really bad at QB sneaks. <laughs> just, really I don't is. know why he can't QB And, of course, he gets two rushing touchdowns yesterday so that Grant can keep that cape tight and tell you that Kirk had three total touchdowns. And, but, I mean, he's just he's so bad at sneaking, I don't understand why. Brady is the the goat. He is, he's so good at sneaking. Yeah. And I think I, this isn't something that I even ever expect Kirk to have as part of his game, but I think of all the times where we've had third and short, where it's been third and a half a yard, and you know damn well we, are, we can't run for this half yard. Mm-hmm. And in those situations, Brady goes, hurry up, just gets it via sneak, and then we get going again. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, um, get out your red markers, boys, if we're going to be uh, grading this defense, though. Because hmm. it ain't start? pretty. Where should we begin? Let's start with the Wherever secondary. You want. Start, start, start with the secondary. Start with the secondary? Yeah. <laughs> because they definitely deserve their fair share of the criticism that we're about to they get a deal D. out. Yeah, they get a D. They should get an F. But Swearinger, those are also balled balled out. I I can't even give him credit. The one where he broke in the ball, good for you. Way to be there. The the first interception he had was first one was yeah interception he'll ever have in the league. That was that was a Derek Jeter gift basket. Keenum (laughs) Keenum was trying. Keenum tried to get us back in that game yesterday. He really was trying his best. And look, look, Swearinger made two big plays. He also we only had. You know, usually at the end of these games, we'll have seven, eight, nine passes defended. We had two. They were both by Swearinger. No, corners weren't even getting their hands on the ball. Of course. The guys and weren't I mean, even close. Listen, Case Keenum is an accurate quarterback. He threw 10,000 times at Houston, and I bet on all 10,000 of them taking their overs with a just religious-like <laughs> vigor. However, he's extremely accurate, but he ain't got a cannon. Nah. So <laughs> the fact that we weren't even getting hands on the ball see, is uh, problematic. See, my thing, and I said this on the pod going into the game, Casey, he flings it, man. He's he's not back there playing with with some with a lot of fear in him. So you knew he was going to challenge guys, even when he has struggled in the NFL. It's not what, been because he was just terrified. No, but that's that spread mentality. Yeah. That's what he and he. I, I don't. I think he is a Texas kid. Yes. He so he's been playing in spread offenses since he was like nine. <laughs> they, Seriously, I'm, now my man came out the room running spread. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he was playing. He was playing seven on sevens when he was seven. This yeah. is what these kids from Texas do. Um, look, I, to me, secondary and D line are they go hand in hand. Yes. You get no pass rush. You're not going to be able to cover anybody. Hey man, so, so they we, get, we're, we're speaking the same language. Okay, so first of all, they get an F. They get an F. <laughs> <laughs> you are out here. The secondary, no, the secondary. Both. <laughs> four different receivers caught touchdown passes. Yeah, you guys didn't make one play for real outside nope. of the Swearinger play where he breaks in the ball, which was a huge play. Yeah, you were getting play. shredded. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't. <laughs> and for real, they weren't even. 
competitive in this. 24 and 26. I mean, Josh got snatched up by his braids and had his head put in the urinal and then <laughs> flushed. Like, he <laughs> got just bullied. Never 26 got 26 got bullied. Yo, shout out to 26, though, for not pulling his usual. I think this is the first game all year where he didn't have a penalty completely on the other side of the field. Well, maybe you should have got one. I would have let me yeah, know. Maybe, maybe you should have. Maybe you should have. I don't know. Case Keenum had a QBR of 98.9. The highest you can get is 100 when it comes to QBR. <sighs> Everyone is getting apps. I don't care what position you play. <laughs> <laughs> You know what, man? Listen, it's hard to disagree with that. They Case Keenum, you know, look, man, I like Case Keenum because I like all quarterbacks that help me get overs. However, he is a third-string NFL quarterback. What round was he taking in? Like, like a sixth-round pick. Fifth or sixth? Like, that's the talent level that we're looking at. This dude is, I mean, he is fearless, no doubt. And he had some targets at it, but he is a third-string NFL quarterback. Feel on digs. We're eating. Yeah. So oh. good. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they got their unis off. Because they had to be jump. fat. Because they were they, eat, they, they were Ezekiel Elliott stuffing their face <laughs> they through the entire stop. game. Yo, Thielen was <laughs> eight for one sixty six. That's a career eye for him. It, I mean what is white Megatron? Like this dude is just out here doing whatever he wanted. Dude, it was crazy. You know who he looks like? He looks like what people think Jarvis Landry actually looks like from the slot. Yeah, but Jarvis like Landry ain't oh six my God. two. You, no, had, no. You, you couldn't go one show without no, Jarvis Landry. No, I'm saying this to make a point. <laughs> go one show. A point. No, I'm saying this to make a point. What people imagine Jarvis Landry plays like for most of the people who just see him through like their fantasy, fantasy stats. The fantasy lens. It's a fantasy lens. Thielen actually dominates games, dog. I think he's, they said he's caught five passes in every game of the season. He's only receiving the league to do that. He also leads the league in targets, but yes. He leads the league in targets because he's always open. I mean, we have a guy that's always open. He don't lead the league in targets. Hey, you know what? That, 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 who's that on? Someone's got to throw the guy a ball, man. Agreed. And so. they've had three different quarterbacks in the last year, and they've yep. all thrown feeling the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it feels nice. He, he ain't Billy Hole no more. <laughs> You say you're going to stop with the, with the man. <laughs> hey, Cliff, man. Cl- hey, listen, so I, I, I don't know if I said it earlier, but, I mean, if you were an evangelical from Alabama, you could not have been more right on Thielen. Dude, you were right. Because it's, it's, right. it's a conversation I've had about Thielen multiple times over the last couple months. I, was, I didn't think they were going to destroy us like this. I thought it would be similar to last year where they moved the ball but couldn't get touchdowns. Everybody gets an F because there's no reason this team should be scoring 38 points on you. No, no, no. Well, there's a reason why they had Minnesota had not scored 38 all year. Yeah, but like you said, Cliff, it kind of goes hand in hand with the, the no pass rush and yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. no pass rush. I mean, none. None. and they didn't even have their starting right tackle. Mike yeah, Remmers, I know like, Remmers was out. I know oh, Remmers stinks. So, the only thing I remember about Remmers is that Super Bowl that I barely watched. That that's when Von Miller looked like a superhero out there. That was against Remmer. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I was against Remmer. You sure it wasn't the black quarterback's fault? I'm pretty sure it's all the black quarterback's fault. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that too. I, I mean, <laughs> in, in, the, on the, in the blame game, I think Cam gets like 88% of that. We can give Remmer like 12 <laughs> for not blocking anybody. Um, the guys even have 
Let's, you know who else struggled yesterday? Wait, wait, what do you give the secondary there, Paul? F minus. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on That's that. Brutal. Hey, this is brutal. I think that people don't realize how good Thielen and Diggs are. But for me, what the worst part of the, the, yesterday with the secondary was all the deep shots. Like, like mm-hmm. people were wide the fuck open. Wide open. Wide open. You know what, man? F I gotta, minus. I gotta give, I gotta give an F to the linebackers too. I love Zach Brown, and I know Spate came in um, when Compton got hurt. But man, they were getting kind of bullied in the run game. No, you know who's getting you know who's getting bullied in the run game? Who that? Will Compton. Yeah. Yeah. He had yeah. a rough game. It, our our rush defense looked like it did last look year's. Good. It looked like last year's run defense. And it made Latavius Murray look like AP in his prime. Like yeah. he was just out there getting he was in the second level as soon yeah, as Will like, Compton, that was his unicorn game. That was like everybody was like, Oh yeah, Will Compton come on the bench and give us some production last week Seattle. And now it's back to like the same old Compton. Yeah. Like, listen, yeah. if 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 FedEx Field is supposed to be the trap house, then our defense are some broke ass hustlers. There was no, <laughs> there was no trapping going on yesterday. Yeah. Spade, when Spade came on, he looked. There was a clear difference in terms of speed, right? In, in terms of physicality. But oh no, Ed, when you give up thirty eight points to Case Keenum, yeah, oh, everybody every gets an F. Yeah. Yep. Hey, mass linebackers. I can't. I can't. I can't call you wrong. Like I said, I give the D a, to a, the secondary because a Swearinger. Um, but other than that, you take out Swearinger. F for the line. F for the backers. F for the secondary. F for Minuski. F for everybody. Yeah. Um, I would say D, line wise, this looked like the first game where you could tell that we were missing our two best defensive linemen. Yep. yep. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, no, no, no push. Zero. No push nope. up the middle nope. at all. Even and when they ran the ball, guys were just running about five, six yards before they got touched. No, nah, it looked like uh and remember what was it in Little Giants where they, they had uh they had Spike at running back and they could just <laughs> play bully on the power eye? Like that's what we looked like. <laughs> we looked like the little giants. Yeah, no, nah, it was definitely um they bullied us. They it was the first time I'd seen it all season, and honestly, I didn't think the Vikings had it in them. I know they had a, a decent offense. I didn't think they'd come out here and punch us in the mouth like that. They really I, I agree. Yeah. Well, it's funny because after the game, you see Swearinger and Norman's comments about the team not having the focus, blah, blah, blah. I think that's something teams say when they get their asses kicked. You know what, though? I like Personally. that they all they all owned it. They all said, we played like shit today. We got beat up because we didn't play well. And but, I'm okay with that. But they kind of they, they was There were other members of the team that – Pointed to specific plays instead of focusing. Well, they kind on of said that it was play. like lack of focus during the week. Oh, Friday we weren't that focused in practice, and to me that's something you say after you got your ass handed to you. Yeah, but yeah, really, I, the other team just kicked your ass. Yeah, I don't buy. It. I mean, coming off just a huge win versus Seattle, you're coming home, you're getting healthy, you have a chance to actually gain some ground in the wild card, and get your ass. I mean, like I wouldn't want to admit that I just got my ass kicked. Oh, we lost. We lost focus. That's just what it is. We lost focus. Nah, yeah. they came in. They came in the joint and ran through y'all, <laughs> like for real. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of speaking of coming in the joint and running through, uh, Paul, why don't you tell us a little bit about the FedEx experience yesterday? Oh yeah, man. Because uh, <laughs> on TV, it didn't look good. Let me say it didn't look good. I never, see, I never seen them do the skull clap live. I've only seen it on TV. So. All the Vikings fans. It's it like they're coming together like Transformers and shit. Like these started just <laughs> huddling up. 
started the little slow clap, clap, clap. I was like, what the fuck is going on? These motherfuckers clap, clap, clap. I look around, and I don't think I realized that first when I first got in the game, because, you know, I was a little tipsy. I was hustling to my seat, had my little chicken wings and fries, and, and two beer, Budweiser's in my other arm, running to my seat and shit. I didn't even notice at first. There were so many Vikings fans in that zone. Like, I, I for real would say, like, Eagles game was bad this year. The Raiders game was pretty bad, too. This was definitely the worst. They were one to one, if not even more than that, for sure, one hundred percent. Never be a surprise. We have arguably one of the worst stadiums in the league. Yeah. It is a hard stadium to get to. Yep. The game experience is terrible. Yep. They haven't renovated anything on the stadium. Uh, so, that's not true. That's no, not no, true. No, no. When I say renovate, I mean it actually looks like real renovations. Know, yeah. Like, oh, you don't. Have you like seen the, the, ride, the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami? Oh, yeah, that, it looks like beautiful. a brand new stadium. Yeah, they did actual renovations. They did like they actually renovated it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that place is a dump. Well, Snyder reason, probably looks at it like sunk cost. He's like, "Look, man, yeah, I'm not putting any more money into that." And, and, but the thing is, I, I don't even blame him because in, in nine years. The state of Virginia is going to buy him a nice new stadium. He's not going to pay for shit. This, yep. this is not even his stadium. This, this is Jack Ken Cook Stadium that he threw up in yep. 10 months because he was passing away. He's inherited this bad piece of land, this bad property in the middle of nowhere. You can't, there's no commerce out there. No, there's no bars to watch this game if you're tailgating or, or whatever. It's, in the, it's next to a church and another church. Like, like it, there's, no, there's nothing going on down that zone. I would say this for Snyder. I know he thinks he's getting a stadium in Virginia that's going to be gift wrapped to him. But you cannot predict the future, my friend. No. And no. when it's time for that state to be built, you have no idea who's going to be in charge of running that state. It's and true. They might look at you and laugh at you when you tell them that you want your whole stadium tax paid. No, that's true. I will say some of the – I know that some of the sort of tax loopholes have already been put in place by uh, McCullough before he left. So – and – the. The headquarters is already in Ashburn. They're bringing Metro out to Loudoun County. There's space. There's money. It's going to be FedEx Southwest because it's still going to be, what, 45 minutes from downtown? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which makes little sense. But, yeah, Snyder's not dumb. If he's got people that are dumb enough to pay for his stadium, why would he not go there? Another another theory I heard today was – the same issue I just talked about with our stadium getting overrun. Moving it back to Virginia, I mean, obviously, Maryland is kind of split between Ravens fans and, and Redskins fans who are apathetic anyway. There are some loyal fans down in Virginia. There's a yeah. lot of them. You move it down to, like, Alexandria, Falls Church, all these seats that go unpurchased, like on StubHub, like, for, like, the low, they're not going to be on the low anymore because people are going to be going to these games, and you're going to have less chance of other fans overrunning your stadium. I think that's why I think it is very much on purpose that the last few training camps have been done in Richmond. Um, I, I think I think the writing's on the wall that it's going in Virginia. Yeah. So I'm not even mad at it. It's fine. I mean, as long no, as I'm from Northern Virginia, Metro line. So fans, yeah, actually it'll be there. on the silver line. It'll be on the silver line. Yeah. But listen, I could care less about this. <laughs> no, no. Here's why. Here's why. They can people can complain about stadium gets overrun. Yeah, you know one of the biggest problems that the stadium has is that the team on the field mm-hmm. gets has overrun. Generally, been trash. Yeah, yeah. 
if we had examples of us actually being good in the stadium being overrun, where every time that we're good, it's through complete fluke. Yeah, like We've 2012. Never, right. It's always or 2015, a run at the end. We've or 2007. Been, right. Or 2005. It's never been like we were good from the start of the season. Right. No. So why would any – seriously, Paul, give me a good reason why a Skins fan would want to go to that stadium. Why? Unless you live right there, they're, they're really – I mean, listen, I'm – you know, I just personally, I'm, I'm just a nut. So I enjoy going to games. Uh, so I'm with that, you. For me, for me, it's it's just like it's it's like going to a church with a bad pastor. It's like, yo, I'm gonna go because this is my church, and I know the pastor's whack, but this is my church. That's kind of how I feel about FedEx. Like you, you just gotta go. You gotta listen to that badass sermon well, and listen, try to stay awake. The, the difference That's is. It. Uh, I don't know how much you're paying to go to the church with that bad stuff. <laughs> well, you know, listen, you know, you know how the AME church is, boy. You gotta, you know, somebody's got to pay for that Cadillac for the pastor. No, see, my thing is, and I think this goes for all NFL fans. There seems to be no standard for what we're willing to put up with. If the team stinks, why the hell do people go to the game? Why? And sure, we have the diehards like you two that will go. Yeah, or but the, for the most part, why would I go to this stadium that is a dump in the middle of nowhere? It takes me an hour and a half to get out there, two hours to get back, and I have to drive yeah. back for two hours after watching you give up 38 points to Case Keenum? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Cliff, it, you, are, you are echoing the sentiments to why there were 20,000 purple jerseys in the bottom of the FedEx Makes Bowl sense, yesterday. right. Because, yeah, listen, like, if you're a Vikings fan and you're going to buy a ticket to a road game, let's go to the road game we think we're going to win. That's why I bought tickets. That's why I bought tickets to the Rams and Chargers games out here right. in LA. But it's also why, but I still went to Seattle thinking there was no sure. way we were going to win. <laughs> but, but, so. but for the most part, people go to only one of these, right? And you want to go to the one that you think your team might get a win. And if you see us on the schedule, you know, you're, you know it's going to be easy for you to get a ticket. And you know there's a good chance we're not going to be good. Paul, let me ask you a question real quick. Are you going to the Thanksgiving game? I am. Okay. I want, I want to read this tweet to you that Steinberg just put up uh, a couple hours ago. <laughs> the Redskins announced that FedEx Field parking lots will open at noon for the 8.30 p.m. Thanksgiving game with seven large HD video boards throughout the parking lots for fans to watch both the 12.30 and 4.30 games. How drunk and ratchet is that stadium going to be and if we lose to the giants on thanksgiving night whew. Ooh. I, I, can speak, <laughs> I can only speak for myself 12 o'clock is a little bit ambitious for me but I'll, I'll, be, I'll be out there for like two people are gonna be ginned up they're gonna be oh, up. they're gonna be fresh god nana's uh apple pie and turkey and, and whatever they get in the parking lot they're gonna be and Giants fans are gonna be out there. They're gonna be out there, even though they're one and nine. Y'all suck. Even though it's Thanksgiving, <laughs> they should be home with your families. They're gonna be out there. They're gonna be re- reckless. Are they gonna be out fights. there? I don't know if they're gonna be out there. It's gonna be hard to show your face when you're one and eleven. Yeah, that's but, tough. But that's you, tough to go to a road game. You think you come here and get a W though? That's no, true. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> see, see, they are embarrassing themselves, right? Yeah, and they were not expecting to be one and eleven. 
This no. is not like the Lions played this or something from a couple of years back. This is a team that thought they were going to the Super Bowl. They are oh. 1-11. They are not going to be showing their face at FedEx. I really no. don't think they're going to be that deep at FedEx. If anything, eat. What I think it's going to be is an empty-ass stadium. I can see that. I can see that, too, especially if it's cold and or there's any inclement weather. But here, If it's cold way. and we are, we're 4-7, and seven, that place is going to be empty. 4-6. and six. Yeah, four no. And six. Here's what I was just going to say is I kind of peeked ahead of the forecast. They're calling for rain and snow that day. It'll be the first snow of the year in D.C. It's supposed Man. to end around like noon, but let's, let's think about it. It's Thanksgiving. You look outside, it's snowing out. You can be with your family inside in the heat, but you're going yeah. to watch a 4-16 and six team play a 1-11 and 11 team. Yeah, no and, rain. And, and people who go are going to be drunk. They're going to be wasted. So you're going to turn on TV at 8.30. You're going to see a one-quarter, one-third filled stadium. Featuring two bad teams, everybody there is just completely plastered. It's gonna be a this horrible gonna, product. This is gonna be a complete. <laughs> it's gonna be a complete embarrassment. Honestly, the only here's the only here's one way that that dynamic does not occur. If the Redskins pull off a miracle on Sunday, and we're at five and five, and we just beat maybe the best team in the conference, I think that would be enough to get some people to leave the crib. Maybe. Hey, hey, Paul, I see seats for Thanksgiving in the 132 level for $30. Damn. You, you think I didn't know? Yeah, how do you think I get my tickets? <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately feel and bad the thing about for it, the people that got hustled into buying season tickets at an out- exorbitant price. The thing yeah. about it is I've been checking tickets for this game for the past couple weeks because I, I knew I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Yesterday morning they were at like fifty five dollars a piece. Like less than twenty four hours later, they're down twenty bucks a pop for the same section. Well, I told I told Paul I would go to the Thanksgiving game, and uh, you're rescinding. <laughs> it's not that I'm rescinding. I'm probably gonna go because Thanksgiving night. My family doesn't do much Thanksgiving night, so the hell am I gonna sit around? I'm gonna watch this game at home, yeah. right? Um, I think the tickets after next Sunday when we lose, which. I think that's pretty – I'm pretty certain we're going to lose on Sunday the Saints. They'll probably be like $5 a pop. That's the bright side. I I haven't uh, – I have not purchased my tickets for the Chargers game yet because there's a very real chance that by the time that game comes around, the Chargers are about 4-8 and eight and we might be 5-7. and seven. I, can, I will be able to get 10 rows from the field for probably like 40, 50 bucks. It's sad that I'm already thinking in my head the highlight of that weekend is probably going to be Wizards Clippers at Staples Center Saturday night. <laughs> oh, I've been looking up tickets for that too. Clippers games are about a quarter of the cost of Lakers games. Yeah, I Lakers went to Wizards. Are... I went to Wizards Lakers last month, yeah. and I paid about a buck twenty. And that was on a Wednesday, seat. right? And it was on a Wednesday. This is a Saturday mm-hmm. night game against the Clippers. You can get fifteen rows from the court for forty-five bucks. So yeah, Clippers get no love there. Nah. No love. So that'll be that'll be good. Hopefully, Wall and Beal are cooking. Something I can't to wait to stand behind the bench and yell at Doc Rivers. What, what did Draymond say? Cool, Glenn. Glenn, Glenn, <laughs> call him Glenn. Call him Glenn. <laughs> and I'll be messing with Doc. Doc can run up on you, man. He's from Chicago, man. <laughs> Doc can run up on you out here <laughs> with that Beijing in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, you cruddy. You're, you're <laughs> I mean, listen, spot the lie, though. <laughs> um, yeah, see, that's my that's just my thing with going to those games. I don't really like going to a lot of them. Um, 
I don't think that team can complain about their fans because I think our fan base, all things considered, has, is one of the most faithful fan bases in the league. It really is, considering, considering the crap what they've gone we have put up with. Yeah. So for them to even have the nerve to be mad that we don't come to that piece of crap stadium to watch that 500 product, which is what it's been. And the funny thing is they've been a 500 product the last three years, and they're pitching this to us like this is a great thing. Oh, you didn't see you didn't see Grant's tweets today. I, or I you would you would have thought you would have thought that we were the Seahawks. Like the way that he framed the narrative of how quote unquote good this team has been. We're just acquiescing to mediocre. It's like, oh, you know what? You're right. Eight and eight straight. See, because it, it could I be mean, worse. It could be five I've and eleven. I've been saying this all year. But eight and eight the is standard. five and eleven. That's the thing. Eight right. and eight is five and eleven. The it is standard for this team from the fan base is so low that of course we would be okay with an eight and eight team with a thirty million dollar year quarterback. Thirty million dollars, even though. I can't think of a single QB who would get $100 million for three, 500. You know what I'm saying? Derek Carr, what did the, what the, right, didn't the Raiders He got like 25 per. He got 25 per. Right. And that, this is after they had gone 11 and five. Yeah. For the first time since forever. The Super Bowl year. Yeah. Mm hmm. Let me ask you what's a bigger ask? Kirk asking for 30 a year or the commissioner asking for 49.5 mil? A lifetime jet usage and health care for his whole family for life. Which one's the bigger ask? Well, <laughs> definitely, definitely Goodell. Let me tell no, you. Not, definitely not Goodell. Listen, no, it definitely works. Let me let me go first. Let me go first. Listen, the go. best commissioner in the history of this league. I mean, Pete Rozelle was an innovator, but Tagliabue was a great commissioner. He was probably the best one he's ever had. He only got a max of eight. This bungling idiot, Goodell, is asking for 50. I'm a bungling idiot, though. I'm a bungling idiot. You see the people I work for. Oh, you, you see the owners trying to get him out of the way? They don't want no, him back? one owner is trying no, to just get one. him out of the way. Only one owner is trying one to get him out of the paint. At what nah. point did any owner try to get Paul Tadley well, out the paint? Who, did ever happen? Didn't, didn't uh, Al Davis try to get Pete Rosales well, out of the way? Well, Al yep. Davis. That's Al Davis. Hey, what the hell do you think Jerry Jones is? <laughs> that is Jerry Jones. No, Facts. Facts. He's a, he's two point Look, nah. I mean, Jerry is mad because he got suspended. Goodell has torpedo J- Jerry season. That, that's has it. It's that two bosses. These bosses own billion dollar teams. Yep. Okay. How much do you want to be paying me? You think I'm about to come in here and take twenty million dollars? You you're giving twenty million dollars to fucking Joe Flacco, right? The Ravens give Flacco how much? $23 million a year? But he's got a ring, man. No, no, he's got a ring. <laughs> Literally all I do is cover up your messes. I go in front of these people during press conference and take these questions I have no answers to because of because I work for you. Well, he's paid to be a pinata. Right, and, right. Well, I'm know. about to be a $50 million pinata. Because you're, if you're going to convince me that you can afford to pay Joe Flacco $23 million, then you're asking afford to pay me fifty. Now, nah, but here's the thing: it's all about market value. And I want that Jeff Kirk, for life. Too. Kirk is <laughs> Kirk. The life. Kirk son. is market value is thirty million, even though he is not worth thirty right. million. Right. Good. That's cool. But the market cool. value for Goodell, listen, man. I, call up Jerry. Call up Arthur Blank. Call up Danny Boy, and let them know that your man Chris Williams volunteers as tribute 
I will be your pinata for just five mil. I don't even. I'm not, <laughs> they don't even I'm want not, you. To, they still, don't even want you kneeling. You know, I'll, still fly, I'll still fly. I'll still fly Southwest. I don't need a private jet. Like, listen, man, I'm low maintenance, bro. I'm out here. Just give me well, like a sneaker budget. I got bad and... news for you. You don't fit the. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't fit the profile. The. I don't think it might be a little too. Uh... Uh, listen, I mean, look, my mama's white. Like, I'm halfway there. Meet me in the middle. That's, yeah, yeah, you know? sir. Well, let us know when you get the other half. And then you can give us. Some... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's straight up what they would tell you. Listen, they would. They if, would. If, if you want. Jerry would have me go park his car. He really would. Jerry would pull up with the keys. Yo, but you know what, though? I bet Jerry's a good tipper. He's probably had to pay a lot of hush money. Yeah, he's a life. good tipper at a, at a strip club, probably. He's, yeah, he's probably, <laughs> he's probably a good tipper. I, I, I put Jerry down as a good tipper. Look, He'll just wink at you, sip some Johnny Blue, throw you a hundo, I, and then, you know, I don't go do what it do. for asking for that. Because Goodell works for them, and the only one who gets shit on in the press is him. I mean... So, nah, y'all ain't about to be out here slandering my name. Every day, closed mouth don't get fed. I guess you can't get what you don't ask for. So, so yeah, not... <laughs> we go. This is my negotiating point. We're going to start with health care for life, which is just a bold thing to ask for your whole family, dog. <laughs> your whole family. That's bold. Like the private jet isn't even that absurd. Uh, it's pretty absurd. No, it's really not that absurd. Private jets are like the yeah. fucking for yeah, health care for life. That's why for your whole family. Nah. That's wild. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's bold as hell, man. But yeah, no, nah, I'm with you. He definitely. Hey, if you can get it, if you can get yeah, it, like say, yeah, hey, can't get what you don't ask for. But listen, I, Kirk I, wants I have, thirty I have a problem million. With, sorry, I, I'm cutting you off. But Harry, you're saying, but I have a problem with. For example, I think the best commissioner of any sport in in a while is probably the two last NBA commissioners. They're both fantastic. They make $20 million a year. But this guy who's running, the, who's running the NFL poorly. Yes, he's a pinata. Is he? But is all he commissioners are pinatas. Poorly? All commissioners are. What? Is he running it poorly? Uh, I mean, they're making money, but I don't think anybody would call him his job even good or average. He's been, he's been in a lot of controversy since he's been. I, w- I, I would say the way that he tried to administer, to be the judge, jury, and executioner. Right. Which, uh, under the CBA, in, in Goodell's defense, under the CBA, is currently under his purview. I think the way that he's going about it, the lack of transparency, and the very unevenness and the distribution of penalties, and no punitive, right. large and small, is what have has given Goodell a very negative image. So negative. I get it. But right. that image. said, that said, yo, Cliff was spot on his job is to be the cut he is supposed to take all he is he is the the owner's wingman goodell's job is to bang a fat woman while the owners take home the hot friend that's what goodell's job is and that's what he does (laughs) so shout out to him i think their league is their league has a lot of negative attention because their league is it's oversaturated in terms of how much they want to be out there. It is now turned negative, right? That's all this is. The NBA is a little different league to be the commissioner of because the perspective, the, the fans that follow the league are of a completely different attitude than the people that follow the NFL. Completely different. Yes. There was the one thing they're younger. They're younger. They Which tend to big. be far more liberal. 
Right? Yes. So you're not going to hear a bunch of NBA fans yelling about people kneeling. That's just not the league. That's true. No, you're not. It's very, very true. You're not going to hear a bunch of NBA fans yelling, you need to lock, this person needs to be suspended 50 games. Jason Kidd almost got people killed in that car accident. NBA fans weren't running on Twitter saying Jason Kidd needs to be kicked out the league, right? He just gets suspension and moves on. NFL's different. When their players get arrested, it is headline news. Yeah. It is. So I don't, the NFL should never have gotten involved in player suspensions in that manner because I don't think. I don't know how they would be good at that for this for this exact reason that has come up. How would they be good at this? Where does it end? The, the, the country does terrible with domestic violence. The NFL is going to be good at it. I know that that's very, very problematic. So 2021 boys, there's going to be a strike and it could yeah. be lengthy because the CBA is going to be, it seems like the impasses will be numerous. Yeah, and I don't know how they're going to solve all this. The players are going to want some things, and the owners are not going to be able to budge on some things. And mm-hmm. until they figure that out, there's not going to be any football. So but let's... the players, the players need to because the, bud, the players honestly they budge too much on the last CBA. I think they can look, yeah, look back now and giving yeah. giving him this much power was a mistake. Yeah, they they got railroaded because they got a little bit more money, and so they bent over for every other. You know why they bent? Because their players don't re- listen. I, any time an NFL player gets a huge deal. And then I think of it compared to like they'll, NBA they'll, or they'll say a player, and it's like all league corner gets five years, seventy million. It's like yo, Solomon Hill makes that, right? <laughs> right. So I, I know you already in the pantheon of like, oh, we can go on strike. Most of these guys probably can't go on strike. No, dude. Josh <laughs> Norman. Josh Norman signed what five seventy five. You get five for seventy five a year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jan Mahimi makes sixteen million a year. Right, right. Jan Mahimi. Right. He averages right. three points a game. Guaranteed. Jan Mahimi. Right. Guaranteed. 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 So guaranteed. <laughs> I just think their league is in a different circumstance, man. Because the play, the, the owners have made it clear they don't give a damn about their players' well-being. Concussions don't matter. Nah. Right. But then we can find out all this concussion stuff. What is the commissioner supposed to do about that? These these are things that were going on when the, the previous commissioner was in charge. Right. Well, and Goodell, and Goodell just Goodell, you know, he get he'll get caught up in a lie, but he'll take the fire for it. Right. And that's what the that's what the owners want. And that's so, what I guess that's why he's asking for fifty mil in a jet. Right. Because they're not gonna be out here. And, uh, search if I search my name on Twitter and Goodellacare for life is trashing me. Because no one likes Roger Goodell. Nah. I have taken this job, and I am one of the most disliked people in sports. To me, that's worth 50 mil a jet, and I don't give a damn who gets sick or when. You're covering it. I don't blame him. Because you saw that stuff with his wife, right? His wife had, like, the fake account. Yeah. She had a burner account? She yeah. Was out there a burner account. Defending him. Because yeah. no one def- – literally everyone just shits on him all day. That's what he, that's what he gets paid for, bro. No, but he is the first person for which this was their job. This wasn't the past commissioner's job. To be shit on every every five seconds. Cliff, man, more money, more problems. The league is yeah, bigger, yeah. So more you, expensive, listen, yeah. more it's, powerful right. than it's, it's ever cool. been. And it's a new day. That's all cool. It's a new day. With it's a new day. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It is a new day. No, I'm saying, I want no, 50 I'm, million. I'm new... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his whole point. That's literally his whole point. It is a new day. I agree. It's the kind of day where I need 50 million a year. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and insurance for my whole family. Oh. And we're going to negotiate down from that point. 
But that's the starting point. Right. But don't come in here with anything that's short of a jet or full insurance. I'm not budging on you. <laughs> man, Paul, we need to discuss my contract with 50 gut, man. I need to, I need to, I need to renegotiate. I'm gonna have Drew Rosenhaus contact you very soon. I, I have the Patrick <laughs> Star Music for SpongeBob. I have four dollars. Like, I don't know. Ain't got no no pension plan, homie. You're naked out here in the streets. <laughs> Oh, hey, hey, how sick do you think Le'Veon was when he heard that Russ was making uh, 200 mil? Sick. Oh, when he heard who was making 200 mil? Russ Westbrook. Uh, R- Russ Westbrook? Yeah. Or Harden. Man, you know what? I, I I didn't realize that Russell Westbrook was 29 years old. I thought he was like 26. No, 29. Second, 29, second big deal. Man. Second big, he, he moves like he's 26, right? Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Oh, he's in the prime of his career. But. Listen. I think Le'Veon he's, knows that he's never going to make what Russ made nah, in his last nah, deal. Nah. He'll be lucky if he makes half of that. Le'Veon's got to be what? Like 26, 27, 28? Right. And he was also a late – he was also – He was a second-round pick, third-round pick? Le'Veon was a second-round pick. Second, right. Yeah. He hasn't made any money. For real, made. like, in the grand scheme – in, in, in terms of pro athletes, I know people are going to be out there, I make $15 an hour, and Le'Veon makes six hundred k which is like – the brokest thing to be saying for real. He's only twenty five, actually. That's some hater ass shit to say. Oh, Bell's only twenty five. Oh my god, how is that possible? But yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if he's only twenty five. His career could be over literally the next time he jump cuts three times on one play. It's true. You know, it's true. And he's and he is probably as special a running back as I have ever watched. Le'Veon Bell is on probably first all first team. All I was completely wrong about. Yeah. Right, all star for he, me. He, he like, when when like he was this. at Michigan State, I was he, like, "Yo, he's nice." He was so different at Michigan State. He, he wasn't the same like players. It's no almost like night and day in the, the style of play that he was. Yeah. If he, he looked like this at Michigan then. State, yeah, he was a bulky back. Yeah. If he like this at Michigan State, he would have gone top five. Yeah, he he did not play like this. I remember in fantasy a few years ago, my boy took him like in the first or second round. I was like, Bell. I was like, that dude's bum cakes. Like he's the next Mendenhall. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, that that was a bad take. He didn't like take. he didn't like this as a rookie. No, no, he didn't. No, he completely transformed his body. He's twenty five years old. He's probably made what? What's a second round pick making? Like seven hundred k, eight hundred k. Well, he ma- like he's it. making twelve this year. So. Making twelve this year, which is just which is of course when you he makes tw- he makes twelve. Kurtz making literally double that. That's part of the Ponzi scheme, man. <laughs> like seriously, Kirky Madoff. The idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this goes for him, Flacco, all those kind of guys. Stafford, Dalton. Carr. Like, the idea that these guys are making more money than Le'Veon Bell is mind-boggling to me. But it, it is. is it mind-boggling, though? You it is. Get why? Because their careers are going to last way longer than Bell's. Listen. The likelihood that they get injured is way lower than Bell's. Yeah, but they're not it. good. Doesn't but, matter. No, they play. They play a more. They play yeah, a more Chris, important Chris, it, position. You, Chris, it literally was not like this till Flacco got his contract. It was not like this with QB. Mm, I mean, quarterbacks have always been the highest paid. No, nah, but it's the in terms of the imbalance. This did not start till Flacco. Literally, Flacco got that contract, and it completely destroyed the market. Yeah. Because once you give one bum like that that kind of money, what are you going to tell Andy Dalton? Yeah, and, and, and every bum. I know, well, no, no, he's right, though. Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, they all signed huge deals after that. Everyone and Flacco was the blueprint. Right. Literally, that is the – every since Flacco, any starting quarterback who was considered a long-term starter got big money. 
Bro, look at what Luck has gotten and what the Colts have produced since he got that contract. I mean, he's, cri- he's cri- that that contract cripples that franchise. Yeah. Well, and, they well they crippled him. So that's true. They probably should have. Every time somebody talks about why we should pay Kirk, just pay Kirk. I always point to what Joe Flacco's contract did to that team. I'm like, you, you can't pay anybody else. Yeah, granted, Ozzie Newsom hasn't been great drafting the past couple of years. I think we, we all can agree on that. He's been substandard, right? Yeah. yeah, but you but you know what's funny, yeah, man? That, but, what was it? The year after they won the Super Bowl, weren't they like a play away from making the Super Bowl again? What was that two thousand? I think you're, I think you're confusing twenty eleven or twenty thirteen because twenty eleven. Remember short, they, yeah. they missed that kick late. Yeah, otherwise yeah. they were going to win that game. Well, Lee Evans dropped the ball. And yeah, Lee Evans dropped yeah, the ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then Billy Condiff missed, which is yeah. great. I laugh at that. <laughs> I watched that. I watched that game in Mad River in downtown Baltimore. I was the only dude in that joint just biting my tongue. I couldn't say a word because I was going to get my ass kicked out there, for real. He missed that kick. I just ran outside. I took my girl. We went outside. I was just like, we're leaving now. Listen, that reminds me of Super Bowl, the Cardinals-Steelers Super Bowl when I was living in Pittsburgh at the time. Oof. And Fitzgerald caught the slant. Mind mm-hmm. you, I had the Cardinals money plus line. Plus six. I had I, Cardinals money line I, and Cardinals plus six. So, yeah. but, I did, but I'm in this bar. Fitzgerald catches the ball, takes off running. The place is silent. Yeah. Okay. Completely silent. I had to go outside so I could celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I literally opened the door outside, looked around, and started clapping so hard. But I didn't want anybody to see the, the, me. That's how it was I, with me. I come thing. back in, fix my jacket, act like nothing happened, come back and sit down in my chair. And so then, and then Roethlisberger does. That was a great job. That was a great time. I was happy. I, in the end, I was kind of happy they won because that ended up being a great night. But yeah, so I was like, I was like the, dad, I was like the dad in pursuit of happiness, like Will Smith, just outside, just clapping in tears. But <laughs> thank you, Billy Cundiff. Yes. <laughs> so let me let me ask you something. Could if Kirk is Flacco and Flacco is Kirk, could the Redskins put together a roster around Kirk? That is Super Bowl level, even though Kirk is not a quote unquote Super Bowl level quarterback. Yeah, but they weren't playing Flacco much. That's true. That's the problem. That's true. Um, but also, listen, Kirk is better than Flacco at the moment. Agreed. I will give Kirk this much credit. You aren't as bad as Joe Flacco. You are actually better than him. No, Kirk is better than Kirk is better than a lot of guys that get paid a lot. Yeah, he's better than. Dalton. He's probably be- he's better than Dalton. He's mm-hmm. better than Tannehill. He's better than Eli. He's better Dal- than Flacco. Okay. See, see, here it is. Here's my thing with the Dalton stuff, right? Dalton had a very good O line up until this year. Dalton's play has seemingly fallen off because he doesn't have an O line. This same season, currently, I-, I hear people making excuses about Kirk's O line play. This is probably my whole issue with this whole QB Ponzi scheme. <laughs> because generally speaking, these guys are the sum of their team. Yes. Yes. Outside Not, of like five guys. Right. Yes. The rest of them need players around them. Yeah. So you can send Russell out there with no O-line, right? One slot receiver, two 115-pound wide receivers, no running backs. And he'll make, he'll make something happen. Yeah. Rodgers, Brady. But even Breeze. some people. Breeze. Yep. Although, although you see them winning this year, Breeze is not throwing as much. 
They run the ball more. They have a defense. Look their balance is yeah. They're, right. they're, I mean, they are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Right. I, I, I might argue they might be the best team in the league right now because of that balance. Because they're playing of that great defense. football. Yeah. Right. And because I, it breathes like at any moment. If they have one slip up on defense, it's like, oh, by the way, we have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Let's just go right. and win this. Right. But I, think, I think, think about the last couple of years when they've been struggling. No run game, no defense. But that would give you that defense. negative seven and two. Right. Yeah. No, I can't wait to watch Saints Eagles in the playoffs. That's going to be a hell of a game. I was thinking about yeah, that. I was like, if I if I had to pick one NFC Championship game, obviously not including the Redskins, but if I had to pick one that I'm looking forward to seeing, Saints Eagles in the playoffs is going to be a great game. Oh, it's you won't be getting game. that game. You won't be getting that game. Why not? The Eagles are losing their first playoff game. <laughs> I stand by this. I stand. It depends by who this. they play, man. I don't if even they, care who they. If play. the Eagles are at the link playing the Minnesota Vikings in the second week of the playoffs, they'll destroy the Eagles. Kingdom. The no. Eagles will be minus four and a half, and they will. Okay. Okay. Listen, I told Paul this about the Cowboys last year, and I told him it doesn't even matter who they play. They're losing their first playoff game. I think nah. the Eagles are better nah. this year than the Cowboys were last year. I don't think so. I do. General, I personally don't think so. I, I think do. the. The difference is that last year it was Rodgers that came in at the end of the Cowboys season. It, it only could have been Rodgers. Who, who, did the, who did the Falcons play in their division, division divisional game last year? Uh, Seahawks. Yeah, Dog, it was Seahawks. The, the Cowboys would have put 42 on the Seahawks last year. They would have put 42 on the Seahawks. Yes, yeah, no, yes. Never. They, no. they would have. They would have no. killed them. Are no. you serious? It, no. o- it only could have been Rodgers. No. It could not have only mm. been Rodgers. It okay. I have seen top Cowboys teams lose to Eli. True. The two thousand the two thousand seven Cowboys that went fourteen and two. The Eagles are losers, man. Nah, they're gonna lose. Nah, not this year. Yeah, no, this year. They. I, I don't think they'll beat the Saints. <laughs> I don't think they'll beat the Saints. I think the Saints are coming out of the NFC. Yo, you know who's but... gonna go in their stadium? It's gonna be Cam or Russell, and they're gonna lose. And it's going to be to the team that they are confident versus. See, it's different for the Cowboys. The Cowboys get bad matchups. The Eagles are going to get someone who they think they're going to beat. And that's who's going to beat them. Because that's what happens to them. If it's <laughs> Eagles-Rams, you're taking the Rams? Because I'm not. I am taking whoever walks into that stadium <laughs> divisional playoff round. Damn. All right, Cliff. We'll have to we'll, uh, earmark. Go ahead and uh, airmark, bookmark this. Because I know how that game's going to go. Bookmark this. We'll, we'll, we'll talk in January. Eagles going to come out play their worst half of the season. Fans are going to be booing. <laughs> no one's going to know what if, what's going on. Cliff, what if it was the 9-7 and seven Redskins that come in there? Well, we're not going. 9-7 and getting us in the playoffs. 9-7 and seven Unless, King, there is a path for that. For sure, because the the Cowboys are falling off, and the Falcons have a tough schedule down the stretch. Dude, too. the Panthers are, definitely, the Panthers are six and three. About okay, Panthers. It'll tonight. be Panthers. It'll be Panthers. Seahawks are six and, and three. Seahawks six and three right now. Seahawks. Seahawks are going to lose to the Rams. They're going to probably drop another. They're just they're too beat up. They're it's, like us. You know who's not beat up? Their quarterback. That's I think true. Russ is when beat Russ up. is when Russ is out there. You always got a shot, man. I Russ think is Russ is beat up. Though. He might be. Listen, is he playing? <laughs> they're getting four more wins. They're getting four more wins. And I've seen their schedule. Their schedule's tough. Okay, if they get four more wins, guess what? That makes them nine and seven because they're five and three right now. I thought they're six and three. No, we made them five and three. So they're nine and seven. Yeah, they won on Thursday. And we had the head to head. Yeah, they won Thursday. Oh, yeah, they did win Thursday. That's right. That's right. right. And you know what happened on Thursday? He literally made plays that pulled a win out of them. Man, he also threw up a prayer that got answered. Yeah, you know what? You know who that happens to? Good QBs. Yeah, what? That's right. Like, <laughs> I was like, gonna say, w- w- in in 
10 years when we're watching Russell Wilson's uh, Hall of Fame speech, that play is going to be like one of the first three or four <laughs> plays that they show. Like, but that, that, that's Russell Wilson. He makes plays like that. Yeah, so, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Listen, nine wins ain't getting in the playoffs. I, there's definitely a path for it, is, is what I'll say. There is a hope. Well, the, skin, the skins are not winning 10. If you're telling me we're going to win six of our last seven, I, that that seems impossible. I think winning six of the last seven and missing the playoffs by that slight amount would be would probably disgust a lot of people. If oh, if we, bro, if we, let me tell you something. Cliff, if we finish this season 10 and 6, I don't care if we make the playoffs or not. To me, that is as impressive as a, of a result that you could possibly hope for, given what I've seen through nine games. Yeah. That would be look, look. tremendous. You're telling me we lose one more no, the rest of the no, way? I, 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 say will this, I will say this. We're not going to. I, I will say this. No. If the rest no. is finished 10 and 6 and they – Let's just say they lost. I don't know. Let's say they lost to the Cowboys. They lose next week. Let's say they right. lose let's, next let's, week. Let's, let's, it hurts win seven the straight. I yeah. still would have to like think to myself, yes, it was a good season. 10 6 is great, but you actually didn't beat anybody that good, minus the Rams. Because I think that's a knock on their season. If I had to think about their, their loss this season, they lost to the Eagles twice, lost to the Cowboys once, the Chiefs, and they lost to a very good Vikings team. Like, if you lose against and the probably Saints, gonna and lose then to you the Saints. go through the last seven games beating. Only bad teams and a Zeke-less Cowboys team. I would be like, "Who did you beat?" Well, you beat. We beat the Seahawks and we beat the Rams. That that would be the two oh, signature oh. wins. Yeah, but I mean, so. but I mean, a tough schedule. I think you have the toughest schedule in the NFL this year. Statistically, I think it's the toughest. But yeah, aren't the Saints but, up you, there too? You, Saints have one of the toughest schedules in the yeah, league this year as well. That's the thing. Yeah, and they're playing just fine. And they did if you one draft. If you, if you had to say, is the game on Sunday? More far fetched to win than us beating Seattle a couple weeks ago. No, I don't think this game is a far fetched game at all. Why not? Because I don't think the Saints are some unstoppable force, right? I think there's only there's a short list of teams who I feel like if we played them, I'm like, oh, we're not winning this game. And I don't think the Saints are. The Saints are playing good football. Okay, well, if the Saints aren't on that list, who is? Because I think two weeks ago you would have put Seattle on that list. For sure. No, because even going into the season, I told Paul and Corey I thought we could win up there. I didn't pick us to win, but I didn't think it was that far-fetched because you don't have an offensive line. If you don't have an old line, anybody can beat you. It's true. Um, well, Seattle or New Orleans has a line. They have a running game. They have they a do. passing game. They have a defense. They do. They, have, they actually have a home field advantage. I think the problem is that the level of play you're going to need – in terms of you can't come down here making mistakes, I just that's the I think that loss is on us, not as necessarily on the team we're playing. Can right. Kirk have an out of body experience on Sunday and just I think if your quarterback needs to have an out of body experience for you to win, then you should just not even show up. I mean, <laughs> it, it, wouldn't it's given the way that New Orleans has played defense, it would have to go down as surprising if Kirk went down there and threw for three fifty and three dirts. The receivers are also only playing well, bro. Like it, it would have yeah. to be a lot on Kirk, and I just, Look, I mean, not, not even disrespecting him, I just don't think he has that in him. I mean, it was easier for him to have a three fifty game or two when he had eighty eight and eleven. Listen, he but the receivers are playing on, well. He threw for three hundred yesterday. Yeah, and, he did. I mean, but, uh, but, but, but see, I think his it was stats hard are just, his stats though. are useless to me. There's a lot of empty calories in there. Yeah, he would need to play at a very high level. We would need a good game from our defense. We would need our special teams to show up. We would need to have no stupid mistakes like interceptions at the end of halves. Like, I, 
I don't know if our team is capable of playing. We're the we are the least penalized team in football. What what would you attribute that to? I don't know. Because coaches are always coaches always get the blame when a team commits a lot of penalties. They do, like, but you they know always get the this team is undisciplined. Right, but you know the Seahawks were routinely a highly penalized team. That's yes. why penalties are like it's one thing to be top every year. But I've seen the Seahawks be a highly penalized team while being yeah. the best teams in the league. Yeah, I think 2013, yeah. they were the most penalized team in football and still won the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I, I give us a 6% chance to win. Wow, 6%. 6%. So generous. That's, I mean, <laughs> no, that's not – that is – Six percent. Generous. No. That's the. I, I know. I'm, I'm just. That, I'm that's just the kidding. best. I, but that's the best I can muster with the way that we are playing and the way that they are playing. That's the best I can muster. Yeah, but I, I uh, think that you're being a little emotional after Sunday's loss. I mean, like Cliff said, fans are overreacting after the Seahawks win. People were like acting like we didn't just win a lucky game. I mean, if we're being real with ourselves, it was a lucky win, right? Yeah. If, the, if I mean, we're being real we're with ourselves, bad. the Niners game was a lucky win, right? But we're not as bad as we were yesterday. I well, mean, we all played the Niners. We like, did. If we played a better yeah. game than that. We did, but it the was, score was it, the score was not indicative of how right one side of that game was for most of the game. It's because he kicked a lot of field goals. Right, and that's life when you kick field goals. Right. Yeah. yeah. So well, that, then explain to me. Explain to me how I should give this team higher than a six percent chance. I mean, I mean, six percent. The defense. The defense is not going to do what it did yesterday. The defense has been good in every game of the season, minus I would say two. And really, it's just one and a half because the first half versus Philly, versus Philly, versus Philly, and the second time we played them, they played fine. After the Mac Hollins touchdown, you kind of just came off the rails a little bit. And yesterday you know what? was was another bad defensive effort. Look, you know what, it. Paul? You Paul, you and Cliff are right. I I, I am being over emotional because I just got a quick flashback to two weeks ago where I watched Mitchell Trubisky go into the Superdome and almost win. I, right. I am being too. I'm being too emotional. You're right. No, You're the right. Saints are good. The though. Saints they are a good team. I mean, they're good. They are a good team, but they are not like a flawless team. No, the defense know, has been on a great run. Their defense gave up 38 to the Lions, and since then, I don't think they've given up 20 points. Yeah. So you know what? I, I'm. You're right. I probably am being emotional because I, think I saw a stat today that says Kamara and uh, Kamara and Ingram. Uh, who? Ingram. Ingram. Sorry, I lost his name for a second. <laughs> but no, they're on pace for like 2,900 yards combined. It's ridiculous. That's stupid. That's stupid. Nah, but yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're an excellent team. They have one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Uh, you know, Michael Thomas could for real come out here and do an Adam Thielen impression. But see, like, I actually think Thomas he's a good matchup for our corners. I don't know, man. He's, a, he's he reminds a me a lot player. of Thielen. He's like same size, same speed. Nah, Thielen is actually very quick. So is Thomas, bro. No, Thomas is a <laughs> Thomas is more of a physical receiver. I think we do better with physical receivers. Thielen, the Thielens and Diggs guys, those guys, Antonio Brown, it's those guys that give us trouble because those guys actually have distant speed. They're mm. quick in short spaces. We don't actually have a corner who can run with those guys. Probably outside of Dunbar, for real. You got to think that Ted Ginn's going to get some shots downfield. Um, he, he might drop one. You say he, he might, might need more than one. He might need more than one. He yeah. might drop one, but he also might catch one. He might or two. So. Uh, the Saints are playing good ball. I just I don't see some overwhelming team. Are they playing better than the Chiefs were when we played them? I don't know. I don't know about that. The Chiefs are playing really well. That's you know what? That's a good point. And man, like I said, I I, I have seen the Saints. Now it's probably some recency bias because the Saints beat down 
a good right. Buffalo defense yesterday at their crib. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also barely beat Chicago the week before. So Right. But also how good could the Bills be? If I mean, they they won a lot of good games this year, but they also – Got blown out by the Jets the Thursday night before. So yeah, uh, yeah. No, the, the Bills are the Bills are up and down. That's the Bills are the Redskins. Yeah. That the, the, they're just yeah. They have some good pieces and actually, they're they're be- I actually think they're better than us. They might be. I think I think their quarterback's as good as ours is. Honestly, I think I think their quarterback is better. Than ours. If you put Taylor with Jay Gruden, I think you would get Andy Dalton two I got baptized on Twitter for saying that Tyrod Kirk could Club. potentially. Phil Kirk Cousins shoes got bad yeah. guys. So no, don't take that mess on Twitter. No, that's don't I mean, chew up and spit you out for real. That that but that's not far fetched. I, I think it's not. It's it's just not it's not even it's, like sensationalization or Kirk hating at all. I think it's just probably an underrating of Taylor. Yeah, I think Taylor's just an incredibly underrated quarterback. Yeah. He really Which, is. And I think it's because he doesn't have the look Kirk has very good looking stats. Yes. Especially if you go look at his stats from last year, they look ridiculous. Yeah, he has gaudy stats. I, I said that in the letter last week. Like, if you look at him just raw fantasy stats, like, they are gaudy as hell. Mm-hmm. But it is some my University of Miami turnover chain costume jewelry. Yeah, no, for the most part, it is. Look, we've played, what, nine games this year? Mm-hmm. It's 14 touchdown passes. I know. Uh, once again in the red zone, we don't score touchdowns. It's weird, man. Red, red zone conversion rates is just one of those sort of wildly fluctuating, inconsistent no, but, stats. But, because that, in 2015, we were one of the best in the league. But that was the last year, we were one again, of the worst in the league. Again, that was literally from an incredibly hot six weeks. If you go look at the six weeks, we couldn't get stopped in the red zone those six weeks. Yeah. Before then, we struggled in the red zone. We have struggled in the red zone with the exception of about six weeks of football, which is the best six weeks he's ever played in his career. Yeah. Since then, I see games where we literally don't even throw the ball into the end zone. It's everything short of the sticks. This has become a reoccurring problem. I'm not even blaming it on Kirk. I'm not completely blaming it on Kirk either. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, it's he, he plays a part I, like I think everyone a, else. I think a major part of it could also probably be that we're not a good running team. But... If what he throw for last year, five thousand yards, he had like twenty five touchdown passes. Yeah, like those two don't even go hand in hand. They don't. He threw for five thousand yards, and we 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 finished what out of top ten in points. We had we were like third in the league in red zone trips last year. We were one of the first in the league in first downs, which goes to the empty empty calories argument. We moved the ball a lot between the twenties. We are one of the best teams. We're very good. So I don't know. I think at some point, if you want to be a 10-win, 11-win team, you're going to need some good quarterback play. If you look around the league in terms of who is winning 11 games a season, those teams are getting very good play from their quarterback. And I guarantee you the quarterback is not getting a C grade on a weekly basis. That's not to say it's all in Kirk, but when, when you're supposed to lead our franchise, at some point we're allowed to ask of you to help us in the biggest games of the season. That was a big game yesterday. His interception yes. was a very major part in that game turning. It was a back foot backbreaker. Yeah, is what it that was. was a major part of that game turning. Yeah. So, look, that just is what it is. I, I, I'm not even blaming him for the loss, but it's like I can't blame you for us winning or losing. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing with me when it comes to quarterbacks. 
Heavy weighs the crown, and that's what I try to tell the hive. It's like, listen, man, I, I'm I'm not even saying that it's not completely unreasonable or unfair that Kirk gets so much high level critique. But heavy weighs the crown. If you get paid that amount at that position in this league in this town on this team, you will have to endure shots and critiques of every play that you make. It comes with the territory. That's it. Right. It's been that way for every other court starting quarterback we've had here. That's that we it. Thought man. was supposed to be our starter. This everybody, everybody works. gets hyper scrutinized, man. That's just sorry. Like it, that, that's what comes with it. Yeah, I think it, they forget that. He's also, but he's also the first one to ask to be the highest paid QB in the league. Correct. I think that's the part they forget. Yes. Like, do they understand what it means if someone walks up to you and says they want to be the highest paid QB in the league? In the history of the right. league. Like, come ever, on. Ever. Now, you will have many in the hive that will tell you Kirk is the greatest quarterback in Redskins history. They will say that, and they will point to his fantasy stats and say, see, we've never done that. We're going to have back-to-back non-losing seasons, although I don't know what they're going to say after this year. Actually, I do know what they're going to say when we finish 7-9. and nine. They're going to say injuries. it was because of the injuries. Yes, injuries, of course. Right. That will be the, it will be a mulligan for Kirk in a career of infinity mulligans by the D.C. media. I don't think it's, <laughs> I, yeah, because it's, it just seems strange to me that in a, you could go from Winning the division one year in a year where the whole division stunk, stunk to ha- to historically next- bad, historically the worst NFC East ever. The next season you collapse at the end, yep. right? With two poor performances on your end, and the team collapses, missing the playoffs. Yep. Then this season, where okay, we have injuries, we're going to end up being like seven and nine, six and ten, and then you want how much? Like how does that? <laughs> I don't understand how that works. Because I don't think this would be the case anywhere else. And I know a city that would, would be literally all about him all the time from fan callers. If that guy was a QB of the Jets, oh. they, like it wouldn't be like this. Oh, well, we, we're, at least we're going to go eight and eight. Eight and eight. Nah, we sound like losers when we say yeah, that. That's not good enough. We let me, like let me, tell, you, let me tell you, let me tell you how the factions of Kirk haters and Kirk Hive are going to have a Gettysburg-like battle if we re-sign <laughs> Kirk to $30 million a year and we watch Zach Brown and Bashar Breeland walk out the door because we can't fit them in the cap. Let me tell you what kind of bloody Antietam that will be. It's, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. That's going to be hilarious because we're going to go out there For and lose 31-30. And then they're going to say it's because we have no defense. (laughs) (laughs) And and cue up another mulligan. Cue up another mulligan for Kurt. Remember last year was because we had no defense. Right. That's all we heard. Well, the defense isn't good. Now this year it's it's injuries. Now this year it's injuries. He has no receivers. He has no this. If this isn't some of America, I don't know what does. I really don't. But don't worry. you're You're going to have Bagger Paulson. On the radio, <laughs> just setting up mulligans for the dude, and he'll just get to shoot again. And we'll just keep, we'll just keep letting him shoot. He's gonna be what? like Kevin Costner at the end of Ten Cup. He's gonna have like thirteen strokes. He's gonna be. We're gonna wake up one day, and Kirk is going to be the Redskins quarterback for. Well, you know the crazy thing is, next year if they don't make the playoffs, the coach will probably get fired. Yeah, 
because I don't know how many teams keep a coach after you miss the playoffs three years in a row. You generally get fired after that. Uh, yeah, unless you are well, let's uh, let's unless, let's unless you're Mar- unless you're Marvin Lewis, right? Unless you're Marvin Lewis, who's yes. in a completely different circumstance, frankly. Yeah, yeah. you're going to get fired. Yeah, next year it's going to be playoffs or people are fired. Yes, that's correct. Plain and simple. So these the whole squad, the whole unit, the whole team, Jay included. They're all going to get a mulligan this year because of injuries. Yeah. I think the, mo- the worst thing that happened to this team this year might have been the Raiders game. It gave yeah. us a false sense of where we stood in this league. And in, in retrospect, the week two win against the Rams is now a pretty damn impressive win. Yeah. Um, I- so then you follow that up with a evisceration of a supposedly good Oakland team with complete domination on both sides of the ball, and you had unrealistic expectations sky high. See, we I had a moral, moral, moral loss against KC. We come off the bye. We get another win. We're three and two, and then we've lost three of the last four. And see, but see, this is when three of them I, weren't particularly close. So here's my thing: the Rams scored 20 points that game. No one has come close to holding them to that. The rest of the season, yeah, right? yeah. no one has even come close no, to. They're on pace, Cliff. They're on pace to outscore the greatest show on turf. Think yeah, about no, they've that. They've scored a lot of points, and we're only going to slow them down. Yeah, I think there have been. I think when you play enough good teams, you're gonna need offense. And the fact of the matter is, our offense just hasn't been good enough. It hasn't. Whether it's both the Eagles games, our offense was not good in those games. No. All right, the Cowboys game, Eagles, was, the offense was not good. Our other big win this year, so our two biggest wins this year are Rams, Seahawks. The defense played well versus Seattle. Our run game dominated the Rams game. And our, in, in retrospect, our defense had a great performance versus the Rams. They did. They Remember the Rams scored a busted play? I forget the receiver that got it. But that was like their only big play. Yeah. Dude, we, our defense was great that game, especially, especially in retrospect. And then we followed it yeah. up with the greatest defensive performance any of us have ever seen by Red right. The the talk was right. I mean, I think even on this podcast, you were probably saying this is top a top five defensive team. Uh, if they if they put up this rest season, they could go deep in the playoffs. And I think that even after like the Niners game, you kind of held out a little bit of hope. You're still three and two. This team might actually be good. But I think we all knew that. No, the no. Real was the Oakland win was kind of a mirage. I think we have been waiting on the offense to pick it up. I, and it hasn't that's happened. Is, I've been saying for weeks. I was like, the offense is going to pick it up. The offense is going to pick it up. Because normally it does around this time of year. Remember, this is around the time of last year where he cooked Dallas, cooked Green Bay. Yep. Like, was playing okay. Was playing fine. But yeah. it's, not, it's not just Kirk this year. The receivers are also playing bad. There's also no run game. And, and you, no. you, haven't, you haven't seen glimpses. They scored 30 yesterday, but it was a very hollow 30. Like, the first half was okay, I guess. The second half, they, they did next to nothing. And just garbage moving the ball. So... Well, we we got a tall task on Sunday. That's all I know. We do. Yeah. I just want to know how many teams you can say the offense has done nothing, but the QB should get a raise. That's my mm. last comment on the podcast because I really wonder where that would ever be said. The Chinese riddle. <laughs> For real. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, Jalen Ramsey, boys, go sleep on that. Like, for real. Like, it's, it, I want to know. I need answers. We need answers. I need answers, Sway. All right, man. 
That's all for y'all tonight. Thank you again for being with us. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at 50gutblog and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 50gut and make sure to follow us on Google Play, iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, Overcast, Podcasts out there. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Rate, like, subscribe, leave a comment, whatever. But Podcasts out there. Uh, guys, tell me where to find you on social media. At Cliff Guaf on Twitter. Don't slide in my DMs either. At Slim C V A S L I M C W E V A, as in the greatest Commonwealth in the country. Get at me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll beat. You beat Kentucky. In Massachusetts. Uh, get at me. <laughs> get, get at me, Kirk Hive. I'm always down for a nice, healthy debate. But if you go further than 140, I'm old school Twitter. If you go further than 140, I'm probably not going to read the whole thing because you probably are not able to comport yourself succinctly enough. Thus, I'm ignoring it. Holler at me on 50gut.com. Sunday slices every week. Yeah. Not for nothing, 45 started using the 280. So, oh. more reason to, oh, to not read oh, that shit. Man. Yeah. <laughs> don't, need it. Don't, don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. All right.